it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. This is the sister, the doctor of style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. 
talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Listen, this is Kevin Sullivan, the Prince of Darkness. I'm in the room with Brady. Brady, go get me this. Go get me that. If you don't, Brady, I'm going to go to your house and I'm going to knock down the door. And you know what? I'm going to give you a little dog, don't you, Brady? So come back in the room right now with me. Ha, 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 ha. My God, hasn't been the morning after three months now. Welcome back to In the Room. Well, can you tell I'm not getting enough sleep, Kathy? Uh Welcome back to In the Room, everybody. And I, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, 914-338-1885. Brady Hicks here. Uh, with me, as always, the lovely Kathy Pitts. What's going on, Kathy? Welcome to the morning hey, after. Hey, well, The morning after, huh? Ratboy will be happy to know that he's still in my uh, in my dreams, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Also joining us, former WCW star, entertainer, actor, wrestler, uh, just tremendous all-around talent, Stro Maestro. What's going on, Stro? How you doing tonight? Hey, pop this in the morning after. Gobble gobble. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving, it. everyone. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm excited to uh, to eat some turkey. It, it'll be good. Uh, also, joining us on the line, my friend and yours, uh, Maniac Matt Grimm, back once again. What's going on, Matt? Uh, we're, we're still friends? <laughs> I thought I, thought I, I mean, that. No, uh, oh, gee, this is embarrassing. <laughs> hey, I've had worse, so... <laughs> <laughs> like have. that time in college. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. Uh, oh God! <laughs> He's like, say no more. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the number you want to get in touch with us here tonight. And uh, I'm excited. You know, I actually put out a call to a bunch of people that I haven't uh, gotten calls from in a while. I 
Yeah, Kathy, I reached out to them, and, and I'm happy to say that at least one of them is on the line right now. Uh, we're going to hold tight, and we're going to get to you up first, Granny, I promise. When we start taking callers, you are the first in the, the first at the deli line, as they say. Uh, <laughs> but we have a jam-packed show tonight, and, and I'm excited to talk to you guys. Uh, because not only is Thanksgiving coming up, and not only do I want to talk about Thanksgiving memories with you guys, you know, maybe Survivor Series or, or uh, Starcade or, or Clash of the Champions, whatever the case may be as far as Thanksgiving wrestling, uh, anything that you guys kind of think of Thanksgiving and wrestling, I'd love to, uh, love to hear your memories here tonight. Again, 914-338-1885. And on top of all that, Kathy, we have a huge guest tonight, and i got to say thank you. Uh, I haven't had Kevin Sullivan on the line with us in I you know I went and looked and it's actually been 8 years Kathy since he's made an appearance really? on the show. Uh and a lot has changed obviously. Now. Actually, it might even be 9 years. I I because now that I think about it, um we were running commercials for Derek being affected. No, it was 8. Because we were running commercials about Derek being affected by Superstorm Sandy. What was that? 2012? 8 years, yes. 8 yeah. years. Eight I'm years. Blind. Wow. Um, so anyway, yeah, so so it'll be great to have Kevin Sullivan back, and, and I saw some of the listeners were submitting questions, and I, I, I certainly am excited to talk to Kevin, and I think that, uh, Kathy, between you and Stro knowing him so well, it might be one of those interviews where I just kind of sit back and listen to you guys talk, <laughs> which will be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine with that. I'll be fine with that. Uh, I also forgot to mention – uh, last week, we actually ran a very special tribute, if you guys missed it. Um, I, I can't believe I forgot to mention this with all the insanity last week. Uh, but VOC Nation uh, ran a special on Tracy Smothers, who, of course, passed away a couple weeks ago. Uh, sad, sad story. Uh, you know, he, he actually died looking into his wife's eyes while they prayed together to uh, to ease his pain. Just a horrible, horrible thing. And uh, obviously, uh, we're going to miss Tracy um, it, selfishly, if nothing else, he's been so good to the show, and I believe uh, the final podcast interview that he ever did was within the room with us uh, a couple months ago. So if you go back and look in the archives, uh, just just maybe about ten down, you'll you'll find a re-airing of that episode. And and uh, Stro and Bruce Word and I sat down and kind of talked about some Tracy Smothers memories that we had. Uh, so be sure to look that up. Uh, it was a tremendous time, and, and what a great, great time. And I, I am going to miss Tracy. Um, so I, I am sorry yeah. to people that I, I forgot to mention that last week. But, uh, you know, VOC Nation certainly paying tribute to somebody who um, basically, Kathy, he treated me like a friend, even though he didn't know me from anybody. And, and he was always such a nice guy. Um, we got all time. the way to the interview without me even knowing he was sick. He didn't even mention it, so. He was one of a yeah. kind. He truly was. Absolutely. He truly was. So I recommend. Uh, no, I didn't want to be a downer. I did want to mention that, though, in case people want to look out for it. Uh, and, of course, Kevin Sullivan will be on in a little bit. Uh, so get your Kevin Sullivan questions ready. If, if you have any for him, uh, hit me up on Messenger, and uh, I will be sure to uh, incorporate those in the interview as we're able. Um, so that will be a really good. I, I am excited for that. Uh, I also, like I said, I want to talk about Thanksgiving, Matt, and uh, obviously with Survivor Series being this past Sunday, I, I got to say, uh, I am very glad 
the WWE no longer wastes my Thanksgiving with this stuff um, because those classic shows from when we were younger that actually used to be on Thanksgiving, um, they seem like so long ago. Like, I don't even know that this could be like a Saturday night's main event. I don't it know that you could consider not, it much. Yeah. It was not a great show overall. I mean, the main event was fantastic um, and was by far the highlight of the show. Um, I mean, even The Undertaker's Farewell just was, I mean, it was befitting the character, but it was just weird in the sense that, like, they trudged all of his friends and people that he's had close interactions with throughout his career out. And then we sat through, you know, like the, you know, the, the, the promo package for it. And then mm-hmm. he came out and he was out there for five seconds and the other people that they brought out were no longer there. And I, it, I don't know. It just, it, it isn't, it's not how I envisioned it going down. And that's not to say that it didn't fit him. It's just, I stayed up an extra hour past, I mean, I kind of was under the impression, foolishly, (laughs) that, you know, at the end of the main event, I was going to be able to go to bed, and I was like, this is great. I was like, it's like 940 (laughs) at night. Like, I'm going to get a decent night's sleep. You think John Finnegan's running the show? (laughs) I think John Finnegan's running the show. They're done in an hour and a half. God, I thought we were back to the, the glory days of like two hours and forty five minutes for a pay per view, and and now right, it's right, another right. hour. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I, it struck me, and I know I'm a little cynical at times, but it struck me as um, kind of a ratings grab, if you will, because like the Undertaker already said his goodbye in that documentary, and to celebrate, I, I understand it's thirty years since he debuted. But they're acting like he's actively wrestled for 30 years, and the truth is he probably hasn't actively wrestled in about 12. So I just I struggled with the whole thing. I did. I think it's nice that they paid tribute to him. I certainly was glad to see that they did all that stuff about, like, Paul Bearer and all that, like because that was an important part of his legacy. I, I think that's really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I, I Listen, I, I actually thought a cooler way for him to go out would have been if all those guys, many of whom are gone now, by the way, which is a shame. But, like, if you remember when he got buried alive at the Royal Rumble back in 1993, uh, and all the, like, Bam Bam and the, 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 the I think it was, like, the Samoans were out there and uh, Yokozuna, all, all these guys came out and they buried The Undertaker. And then if you remember, like, his hologram, like, floated away and he said he will not rest in peace and all that stuff. And it was like, that was more effective in 1993 with less special effects than this was. Yeah, I can't entirely argue with you. I mean, I don't. I mean, when, when was he last an active wrestler? Was was the was Undertaker versus Michaels two? Was that the last? Was that pretty much the end of the Undertaker as a full time wrestler? I want to say after losing the streak to Brock. You know what, though? He you might have only that? been once a year at that point. Uh, yeah, I think yeah he you might be right. At that yeah. point. I think, so, okay. Hey, I've been with the Godwins, uh, Savio Vega, and Godfather. Oh, sure. They no, got, that was cool. They got a payday. Cool. Yeah, Matt, that was cool. They got a payday. Yeah, yeah. They got a payday to stand there. cool to see them. <laughs> but it was weird to me because you never, they never talked about them being friends on TV. 
No. You know, and it was, was like, hey, look at all these mid carders. Yeah. Well, and not not to come yeah. out to celebrate. I was waiting for yeah. him to come out and stunner Savio Vega and then leave. <laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> no, I mean, no Stone Cold, no Rock. Uh, I, I don't believe Foley was uh, – Foley wasn't there. Right? I didn't see the whole thing, but Foley, Foley was wasn't there. there, right? Foley was there. Oh, he was. Okay, he was. I apologize. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to pick it apart. I think it was a nice idea, and I'm sure that uh, The Undertaker had some uh, some input in it, for sure. Um, I, I I thought it was interesting that fans were trashing it on Twitter, and uh, The Godfather joined in and helped them trash it and said, like, so much more that they could have done with it. He even said, like, if they had filmed the party on Saturday night, it would have been a better tribute. <laughs> That's nah. right. I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Yeah. So the Undertaker thing, um, I don't know. It was weird to me because they invested so much time. They had like what, like an eight part documentary series talking about how he was going to retire. Then he said, "This is it. I'm really not coming back." And then he comes back at the first chance he gets at Survivor Series. It, it seemed a little odd to me. Um, I understand that he walked away now, and he's probably never going to wrestle again until the next Saudi Arabia show. Uh, but it's, oh, it's still oh, a little, yeah. Well, you know it's happening. We still oh, have to get Undertaker please, and Michael's no. three. Oh. <laughs> it's too late. That's <laughs> too late. He's going to be the next <laughs> Uncle Terry Funk. My last match. <laughs> You know, you, you just know, yeah. you just know that somewhere out there is some burnout like our age, who's like forty three, forty four years old, who's just living in his mom's basement and still listening to his Allison Chain CDs from nineteen ninety three, just, just mm-hmm. holding out hope that he gets Taker versus Michael Three. <laughs> in spite of what uh-huh. we saw the last time that they were in the ring together, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it, Well, you know, the Saudi prince wants it, and. I, I, you know, I, I read an article this weekend that said that Vince McMahon has finally resigned himself, that he's not going to ask The Undertaker to wrestle anymore. Um, and, I, again, I, I don't want to be cynical, but I don't buy it. I, I, if he's healed up and he's feeling good and they need a big, big enough match, whether it's at WrestleMania, whether it's in Saudi Arabia, whatever, I think they're going to do it. I really do. I, I don't see this sticking. I, I I'm not saying he's ever going to be regular on the road Vince again. I can't believe how much weight yeah. Vince has lost. Did you see? Did you see he's him? Lo- wow. He's looking more and more like his dad every day. That was wild. Crazy. Yeah. Um, as far as the rest of the Survivor Series, Matt, I I, you're, I agree. I, I like the uh, the title for title match. I mean, at least what I saw of it, I, I really liked it. Um, I like that Roman Reigns won. Because I think that leaves open the opportunity for them to have a, re- a rematch, maybe even at WrestleMania, that Drew McIntyre can win. And, and I think that's really what they need to do there. Um, and well, I'm hoping I, that's where they're going with it. Can I put an asterisk on that? Sure. I'm glad Roman cheated to win. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because it, it, it left the door open that he didn't beat him cleanly. He crotch-shotted him. And then Jey Uso did the super kick while the ref was down. And I'm like, good, good. Heels should cheat to win against people yes. who on paper mm-hmm. should be better than them in the ring. It reminded me of when great. Austin 
It reminded me of when Bret Hart threw Austin over the ring in the world, over the ropes in the Royal Rumble, and he looked around and nobody was looking, so he climbed back in and he threw Bret over. <laughs> Best win ever. Yeah. yeah. Best win ever. Yep. <laughs> How do you miss that? I don't know, but uh, absolutely incredible. They were like the. Uh, he was like the Dallas Cowboys of WWE, you know. They doesn't the, the referees were in his pocket, you know. It's uh it's amazing. Oh, so yeah. At least, oh. <laughs> Roman's been so fantastic since his return. I mean, he's like a whole new he person has. almost. Yeah. Like, I'd like to be at that Thanksgiving table. I'm afraid he'd beat you up if you if you said something wrong or like you you you, you passed uh, yeah. something in the wrong order. All those <laughs> islands oh my God. he wants it clockwise like, <laughs> like what's he yeah. gonna do like, just, like... yeah i'm so, hoping you know that they do a vignette go ahead <laughs> i was just I, I like that he talks to himself in the ring and like talks to people on the outside and you can if you listen closely you can pick up parts of it. it's hard to pick up all of it but you can pick up bits yeah. and pieces of it and it's just Man, he just sounds like he's like delusional. Like, but he's also he can back up a lot of what he's saying, which is great. Mm-hmm. I will be very disappointed if they don't film a vignette where it's him, his family at Thanksgiving, and everybody's got to sit and watch him eat before they're allowed to eat. <laughs> Brody Lee already beat that, beat him to that though. I know, I know, I know. And they <laughs> said he was it attacking Finn. Uh, <laughs> it would be amazing. Uh, So I want to go around real quick Obviously this Survivor Series Interesting Uh, I don't think it's something that will stick out to me As a Thanksgiving memory per se Uh, But I I wanted to see what you guys thought As far as like Thanksgiving wrestling memories If I could go around If you guys have one If not, it's cool Uh, I mean, I I would like to start actually Uh, For me it's all about the 1990 Royal uh, Survivor Series, which uh, was probably the first one, Kathy, that I actually ordered on pay-per-view as a kid. Um, and that was the one where The Undertaker debuted. It was the one where Hogan had a team against Earthquake. And it was an amazing – these were teams of four, by the way, not teams of five. And it's amazing to think of who's gone. Uh, but one of the teams was the Ultimate Warrior, Terry Von Erich and the Road Warriors, against Kurt Hennig, wow. Crush – and the other two members of Demolition. So now only two of those eight guys are still alive. Um, yeah. it, it, but what an amazing... And, and they actually had a, a grand finale match of survival at the end um, where all the people who moved on, who, who won their matches, who survived their matches, were placed in a handicap match, basically. It was Hogan, Warrior, and Tito Santana against... Um, I think it was like, who was it? It was like Rick Martel's whole team, I think. And then somebody else. I don't remember. Uh, but it was an amazing, amazing, amazing show. And uh, it ended with Hogan and Warrior, who at the time, they had fought at WrestleMania 6. And WrestleMania 7 felt like a foregone conclusion, Stro. This was uh, long before Hogan brought Warrior into WCW to get his win back. Uh, when it actually felt like... <clears throat> Hogan and Warrior were going to be like the guys for probably another 15 years. That's what it felt like. Yeah, this is, this is before the flash paper of Doom match they had at Halloween Havoc. Oh, oh my oh, gosh. With, a, with his nephew. His nephew was involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, one, one memory sticks out in mind uh, is uh, the Starcade 
Night of the Skywalkers match with the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express. And the Road oh Warriors did the, promo yeah. with, did the promo beforehand with the throwing pumpkins off the scaffold and just smashing <laughs> down below. Yeah. And remember, remember that was the night that Cornette got hurt. Yeah. And they cornered him and he fell off the scaffold. <laughs> he blew up his head, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> and, and he's been grumpy ever Rock since. Get hurt too. I think yeah. he did. Yeah, I think yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. And Jim Cornette's been grumpy ever since, by the way. Uh, so exactly. that is definitely something. To... <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, you got it. Kathy, you got a Thanksgiving memory? I know you were talking about Detroit earlier. <clears throat> um, it was when they did the uh, Survivor Series. It was great. Um, Sherry flew me out for this show, and it was you know it was so cold. It was in Detroit, you know. I'm like, couldn't we go play someplace warm, you know? But um, <clears throat> it was just like the show, the the build up, and everything. And just mm-hmm. you know, it was just so much, so exciting to be there, you know. Then of yeah. course the mm-hmm. better, but that's besides that point. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. How about you, Matt? You got a Thanksgiving uh, with Hercules oh, Hernandez the next day. Did he swing the chain to get a free meal? No. Okay. <laughs> Does he lock up his bike with it? I've always wondered that. Oh, would you stop? <laughs> you, you see him riding God. his Harley and then using the chain to lock it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt, you got Matt, you got a Thanksgiving memory? So this one, this one might be a little bit controversial, but it's uh, it's this one's kind of personal to me because it goes back to a time when I really only had been watching pro wrestling for about two months at the time. And it was in kind of like a year. It it was the the first year of college. So a lot of transition, you know, a lot of my friends were, a lot of the friends that I had made in high school, you know, we had all spread out. I wasn't seeing them and hanging out with them the same way that I was. So I was kind of getting into wrestling during this time. And, you know, I was starting to meet like, you among other people, like at, at you know, at college. I am so sorry. And, um, yeah. No, dude, no, dude. It's it's, it's all good, man. I, it, I I came to this place by myself, so I would have gotten here anyway. Um, but the 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 one that I really, I think you already can probably figure out mathematically what I'm about to say. But like when I first started watching wrestling, like when I was going flipping channels between Nitro and Raw. There was at the time. I mean, he wasn't all the way on fire yet, but there was something about Steve Austin where every time this dude opened his mouth, it was yeah. magic. It was like he didn't act like anybody else. He didn't talk like anybody else. He said legitimately what he intended to do to somebody, and then he just went out yeah. and did it. And it didn't matter to him. Like, like he wouldn't stop. Like, like the Bret Hart in the ambulance thing. Like where he like he like accosted the driver and was like waiting as the driver in the ambulance when they, and I was just like, this guy's fantastic. And I couldn't understand yeah. how he was like, how you could keep this guy bad forever. Cause he was just so likable. So that was it for me. It was survivor series, 96 Bret Hart versus Steve Austin. And it, it's not even, I know yes. it's not even a survivor series match and I'm, I'm admitting I'm a little biased because it was first it was. really of the, of the big four pay-per-views I ever really watched 
yeah, on purpose yeah. as opposed to just being at a party and seeing it in the background. But like That's those cool. two in the ring, I mean, and I was I I was kind of a Brett fan over that stuff anyway because I thought he was just the perfect foil for Austin. But I or maybe it was the other way around. I don't know. But either way, those two in the ring together, just man, like it, like. Those guys might have been cool backstage, but, man, when they were in the ring with each other, you really felt like they hated each other's guts and couldn't stand each other. And I was mm-hmm. totally pulled in by that. Uh, and, what an awesome and looking feud. back, yeah, and looking back, because obviously we were fans and we didn't know. I mean, obviously we're still fans, but we didn't know anything about it. You know, we weren't dirt sheet guys or anything like that. So, like, no, we perceived no. this animosity and, like, they they just worked that well together. You know, they they were perfect together, really. And at Steve Austin, I got to say, um, Steve Austin was the guy that I learned that if you're doing it right, it doesn't really matter if you win or lose. He lost to everybody, including most of those matches with Bret Hart. And he got bigger with yep. each one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was cool. That that was definitely a cool time. That was definitely it, that was that was um, that was a great time to be a fan. It really it was. was from from the from it that was. late kind of like basically from '96 on. Like, it, man, if you couldn't have fun watching wrestling from 1996 to 2000, maybe 2001, I, there's something wrong with you. I re- I really think there's something wrong with you because <laughs> there was something for everybody in there. Not all of it was perfect. Yeah. But everybody could find something in that time frame that, that spoke to them. You're right. I mean, not everything was perfect, but what was great about that time period was first of all, everybody had something to do. You weren't you didn't have guys that are just going out there and chasing after the, the hardcore title. Uh everybody right. literally was in a program. Everybody was involved in a feud from the top all the way down to the bottom. The other thing was, even if it wasn't all good, everybody from the middle to the top of the card was somebody that you could absolutely invest in and care about. Dude, could you see out, like, uh, just as an example, (laughs) and I mean, this is one of a thousand, but could you see Al Snow and the big boss man having a feud that people cared about the outcome in the modern era? No, no, not not with people that are writing it now. Yeah. But back then, like, my God, the man killed his dog. And served it to him for dinner. That's right. You don't want to see how that. Yeah. You don't want to see. Like, yeah, you don't <laughs> want to see this dude get his comeuppance for that. They're, they're yeah. not even fighting over a title. It didn't matter. Or it like, didn't matter because you. It was easy to get invested yeah. in the characters. Well, there were like mm-hmm. little things. Like I remember, like uh, like Bob Holly and Al Snow, and like they get dumped in like the, the what was it the the river in Memphis there like. Yep. Today that would that be like too. a comedy thing, like you know, you you laugh about that or whatever. But like back then, what WWF and what WCW were doing really got you invested, and and it was just it was a very special time, Matt. And I'm so glad that you brought that up as a Thanksgiving memory. Uh, listen, I don't want to keep him waiting because we're very excited to have him on the line right now. We actually have a legend, Kathy, uh, somebody that I cannot wait to talk with, a WCW star and uh, legitimately a bona fide name in the industry, the one and only Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin, how you doing, my friend? It is so good to have you back on the air with us. You there? Kevin. Hmm. Okay. 
Brady, what did you do? All right. Huh? <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a commercial break. <laughs> and uh, this is why I wanted this is why I wanted you to reach out to him, Kathy, because I I had a feeling when they don't when you don't, when you don't hear back an hour out. I don't know. Uh, listen, I'm going to take a commercial break. We're going to try and uh, figure this out. And on the other side, uh, we'll be taking your calls as well. 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, and we'll be right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 
Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Lagan every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews 
with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are. And we... All right, uh, we're going to do take two here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to In the Room, live on the VOC Nation radio network at (laughs) vocnation.com. And if you guys want to call and get in the queue, it's 914-338-1885. But before we start taking calls, I actually have a very exciting thing right now. Uh, Our guest is on the line, and I cannot wait to talk to him, a WCW legend, a, a uh, absolute uh, legendary performer. I'm running out of adjectives besides legend, Kathy. I can't help it. I'm this excited. It's the one and only Kevin Sullivan joining us on the program. Thank you so much for calling in, Kevin. How are you doing tonight, man? I- I'm doing great. I want to apologize for being late. I'm never late, but a promoter from England called, and I'm supposed to go uh, over there when the when the, it breaks and he wouldn't get off the phone. He just wouldn't get off the phone. But I, I, I apologize, and it's great to be on here with all you guys. I really, really appreciate being on. Thank you very much. And my well, boy, thank you. Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I I was going to say that the honor is all ours, and uh, I would. 
uh, you would never have to apologize to me, Kevin. I'm afraid you'd send the Dungeon of Doom after me if you had to. Uh, so it's absolutely fine, man. Uh, we're very excited. It's, uh, it's, it's myself. Uh, Kathy is here. And uh, Stro Maestro is here as well. So, like I said, we're, we're very excited to have you on the line with us. Well, I wouldn't uh, send the Stro after you because he'd stretch your 12 ways from uh, – <laughs> Ain't that the truth? West, but I would send Kathy after you because she would really slap the crap right out of you. So Kathy, (laughs) (laughs) as I've seen her do on more than one occasion, and just recently I did mention something about Kathy, and it's the truth. And I and I hope you guys understand this, and I know Maestro does. Kathy was so influential in ECW. She didn't get the credit she deserved. If a tape had to get to uh, East Texas, it got there. Kathy took it. If somebody wow. had to get a, a, another interview done and they didn't have the time Kathy directed the interview if somebody uh, didn't show up to work the uh, production end Kathy worked the production end without Kathy there would have been no ECW and that's including the boys and Paulie and I can say that because I broke Polly in the business. So <laughs> that's Kathy amazing. did a wonderful, wonderful job. Mm-hmm. She did a wonderful job. Thank you, dear. Kathy did a wonderful well, job. Well, Kevin, listen, uh, I um, I look back on your career, and you have accomplished some absolutely amazing things. Some of the names you've been in the ring with, uh, some of the influence that you've had uh, over major parts of uh, WCW's history and and other promotions as well. Uh, do you ever look back on your career and find it unbelievable all the things that you've done? I never look back at anything because I'm a big baseball fan and Satchel Paige who was, you know, he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He was a Negro ball player from the Negro League. He used to say don't look back. Something may be gaining on you, and that's the way I feel. I, I always try to look ahead. I don't look back. When you look back, uh, there's more to life in front of you, hopefully, even though my hourglass is more at the bottom than there is on the top. I'm going to make the most of what I got on the top. Well, listen, I, I understand that sentiment, not wanting to look back, but uh, somebody as accomplished as you, like, for example, um, the stuff that you did with Hulk Hogan, I, I think most wrestlers yeah. would go their entire career and be like, would would absolutely relish the opportunity to be in the ring with the Hulkster. Uh, I, I mean, if you could, maybe, what was it like at that time? You know, to, that, going back to, I guess it was 1994, 1995, uh, the, some of the stuff that you guys were doing, um, it, it had to have been absolutely breathtaking, the reactions that you guys were getting. It was really breathtaking, but I'm a sports fan, and especially a baseball mm-hmm. fan. I go to 
Fenway opening day. I went up for the Ortiz's last game. I saw a bunch of people's last games. I never hit 50 home runs. I never threw for 50 touchdown passes. I never ran for 2,000 yards. I never scored 50 uh, goals in hockey. It was wonderful to be in the camaraderie of the guys. It was exciting. We had guys bigger than life. But, you know, in these Hall of Fames they have, the guys that should be in the Hall of Fames were the enhancement talent that made us look good. Without them, we would have drawn money. And I was lucky enough, I got to wrestle in single matches. Andre the Giant, I had a three-year run with Dusty Rhodes. I wrestled uh, Hogan for three years. I wrestled Blackjack Mulligan, Barry Windham, Wahoo McDaniels, uh, Ernie Ladd. I got to wrestle the crumb of the crumb. And I look back and I said, wow, I was really lucky that they were nice enough to say, let's make this kid. And they did. Because it takes two to tango, and they did more of the work than I did, that's for sure. Well, listen, uh, just you had, like, this aura about you whenever you got in the ring. And uh, in particular, like, I look back at some of the stuff you were doing in Florida uh, relatively early on. Uh, all the demonic stuff, you know, all the devil stuff. I mean, it was so controversial, but as a fan, uh, I look back on that time and it was like, it was amazing how you transformed like that. And I I think a lot of people were downright scared of you. Uh, Any memories in particular from that time? Yes, yes, because I never used the word devil. I had been to... uh, in India, and I had been to Singapore, Malaysia. I spent a lot of time early in my career in that part of the world with Mark. And I took fertility gods. And her Buddha was a fertility god. Okay. And I wore my robe everywhere I went. When I was going grocery shopping, I wore my robe. When I went to the gym, I, wore, I trained in my robe. When I got in the car, wow. When I left to the matches, I wore my rope. I never saw, people never saw me watching a match. I, I, I was a, a, a magician. You didn't see me until I went to the ring. I, I did it that way on purpose because I didn't want people to say, oh, I met him. He's not such a bad guy. So that's that's what I did, and I, I was taught by some of the best. The sheik, who's my hero, once told me, "Once they see you, that you can talk, you become human." And he said to me, "You're not a human being." And he, and he taught me. Hmm. I, I was like I said, I was around a lot, a lot of. Very talented guy, and I was lucky. 
You um you yeah. mentioned the Sheik in particular as a hero, and I was a huge fan of the Sheik as well. Uh, I, I mean, as much as anybody could be a fan of him, you know, he terrified me, and I I, I never was actually in the arena with him. Uh, but why, what about the Sheik in particular would you say makes him a hero for you? Well, I had wrestled 10 years amateur. You guys probably don't know who it is, but there used to be no closers back in the day in baseball. There were relief, mm-hmm. The reliever was the guy that got beat up the day before. The first reliever ever was, there was two of them. Ryan Durham for the Yankees and Dick Raddatz for the Red Sox. I wrestled for the state title on that TV. I wrestled my first championship match on Raddatz's TV. I was a freshman. I didn't win it, and but I wrestled him on that TV. Well, I okay. knew wrestling was. I knew wrestling was not real. I knew you couldn't grab a guy by here and bail him across the ring. But when the Sheik came out for the first time, and I was a wrestling fan, because we were, the, where I lived in Boston, we were the original AWA. We were the American Wrestling Association, and our champion was Killer Kowalski. And then later on, uh, when Paul Bowser died, Vince took over, and I saw the Sheik wrestle for the first time. And when he did, the builder moved, and I said, "This guy is real." I said, I, and, "And I thought to myself, I was walking home, and I tried to figure this out." I said, "Well, if you don't believe that anything else is real, how is this guy real?" And I just couldn't figure it out. I said, "This guy mm-hmm. is real." You know, and the nice thing was, years later, I was uh, kind of blackballed, and he called me up and gave me the at that time the highest paying job I ever had, and he was the nicest, nicest guy I ever. <laughs> he was like uh, my favorite uncle. That's cool. That is cool. Uh, now, I, I don't obviously. I don't want you to throw anybody under the bus today, um, yeah. because the wrestlers today are amazing athletes, and some of the stuff that they do uh, really is unparalleled in a lot of ways. Uh, but when you talk about like the Sheik being real, and like you being real, and other guys too, like Bruiser Brody or Abdullah or whoever, is that what's missing from today's wrestling? Do you think that uh, that people are well, too real? I don't want to lead the question, but I, I got to ask. Okay, let me ask you this, and let's go back to what you said. Okay. These kids are the greatest athletes of any generation. They're fabulous. But you think, and I say this to guys, I say, look at the guy that has drawn the most money and the history of wrestling. Nobody's drawn as much money as The Undertaker for this length of time, ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. It's just, just this year he started again on social media, right? Do you sure. think guys 
that have great matches get on social media and say, brother, we had a barn burner tonight. It was wonderful. Thank you very much. See you next week. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's like going to a movie. Willing suspension of disbelief. It's going to a movie. It's like if you went into the Marvel and DC movies, you know, I liked them. Okay, I liked them. I was I grew up on Tom Brooks as a kid. I was bedridden for a year. Uh, but when the move when Marvel came out, they didn't have okay break camera. <laughs> Uh, one of them light up a cigar or a woman light up a cigarette and they haven't it was all put together and you believe what you were watching. Okay. And my problem the problem I have because they are much more talented. They are so far above our generation, my generation, the generation before me, if they would watch what they would say a little, they'd be better off. That's my opinion, and everybody has an opinion. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, You mentioned The Undertaker in particular, and he did such a good job of keeping that mystique about him for so long. Um, Is that, obviously you never really kind of caught on with WWE, but is that a regret that you never had that extended run with him as the undertaker like that? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. You know, no, there's only one undertaker and he's it, man. I mean, he, uh, he is, one of my favorites of all times. If he's on, I'm going to watch. I mean, he's excitement, period. The guy is... He just does things that nobody does. Remember the thing him and Brock did when Brock it was in UFC and he was with Kane uh, Valdez? Yeah. And Kane Kane beat him and they crossed paths and they give it a little shout. They didn't oversell it. They said what you usually would do at a bar. And, okay, we'll see you later. I mean, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. Yeah, yeah. I could see their business coming back in a huge, huge way if they would let him book the company. Now that would be interesting because he has that mentality for it that I, I, I feel like what I'm watching on WWE. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with that. That, that would be incredible. Um, now, Kevin, you, you actually, as you said, um, you booked WCW for a period, for for a fairly successful period. And you had a lot of amazing talent uh, that kind of wrestled for the company when you were there. Uh, looking back, 
even before WCW kind of took off, did you realize how special a lot of those guys and girl, uh, really guys in the locker room were? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could look at a guy and when he came in and put his bag down, whether he was a pro or not, I didn't have to watch him work. I've been around some of the smartest guys in the history of the wrestling business. And because of osmosis, I, I got a little bit of what they had. I'm telling you, if I was Vince McMahon, I would ask him, what do you need? If we'll give it to you and stay out of your way, you book it. I think the undertaker would turn that business around in six months. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Kevin, kind of looking back um, on your time with WCW, uh, was it difficult to be a wrestler and a guy that was making the matches at the same time? No, because I was putting guys over. Okay. It might have been difficult if I wasn't putting guys over, but my I I I knew what, what my position was supposed to be, and I had the best talent in the world. I had the 1927 Yankees, and uh, I could fill in for second base or third base, but I mean. I had Randy, I had Hulk, I had Nash, I had Hall, I had the kid, I had Buff, I had Sting, I had go on down the line. I mean, I had everybody. I didn't need to be wrestling. I had the best talent of all times. With that amazing roster, what do you think it was that... um kind of, and I realize this really wasn't your fault because you weren't really doing it at the point, but what do you think it was that led to WWE ultimately beating WCW? Like, where where did they go wrong there? They want to comedy. Funny doesn't draw money. Okay. It's that simple. Do you go to see, I'm a boxing fan, do you go to see Mm -hmm. a fight where there's going to be, it's just going to be a joke? No. You go to see two guys that can punch, and you don't know if it's going to end in the first or the fifth, but you know someone's going out, getting knocked out. You can't, you can't, and then they try to bury Ric Flair in the desert, I'm not a psychiatrist, but my sister-in-law is, and I can figure that one out. Take Ric Flair and bury him in the desert. They wanted to get rid of him. They've been trying to get rid of him, Ric Flair, since 1989. They don't know. know where to drive the stake. I can show them how to get rid of, rid of him. I know exactly the pinpoint he has. He's the greatest champion of all time, and they're trying to figure out how to get rid of him. That's how silly these people are. Egos. <laughs> Do you think – I've heard Egos. it said, and obviously I wasn't backstage, so I don't I, – I can't speak on this at all, but 
I've heard it said that one of the biggest problems with WCW is there were too many faces. Like there wasn't one Vince McMahon in charge who was making all the decisions. Uh, was that an issue uh, from what you perceived from when you were kind of there working backstage? Yes. Uh, it, it, was, it wasn't as big as people think about, but it's still Vince makes the final decisions. And because of that, Eric did an amazing, amazing job. But mm-hmm. he had to go talk to the North Tower if something wasn't if somebody said oh he used a foreign object they, he had to go over and listen to him and say you can't use foreign object it has to be international wasting his days where he should have been you know where he could have been uh, using his time at a better advantage they, they were they they see, succeeded in spite of themselves, and they succeeded because of Eric Bischoff. And Eric was a smart enough guy to listen to guys that were very smart. But at the end, they made a huge mistake, and they went to comedy. And comedy doesn't draw money. So. Okay. Uh no, and yeah. No, I I I I do agree. I do agree. I mean if it it kind of coincides the the downfall kind of coincided with Vince Russo coming in and, and writing a lot of the uh the nonsense that they did as as you kind of talked about. Uh Kevin, I I wanted to talk to you about the NWO because obviously they were a huge thing in wrestling uh for a couple of years there, but at some point it felt like they kind of got almost too big from them for themselves. Uh, what was your opinion on why the NWO kind of went wrong, and, and what could it have been for WCW if they had kind of kept it on the right track? My idea for the NWO was Hogan, Nash, uh, Hall, and the only guy that's in two Hall of Fames from two factions, Sean Walton. Sean Waltman was so important because when you looked at those three and you're a fan, you say, well, I may not be able to beat Tarzan, who was Scott Hall. I may not be able to beat Hercules, who was Kevin. And I may not be able to beat the superhero, but I think I can beat that little guy. <laughs> right. So Sean Waltman was brilliant. It should have been four guys, not handing out T-shirts and saying, "Oh, the guy's going to be over because NWO." It didn't work that way. It didn't work that way. And again, Eric had to go over the uh, North Tower, who didn't want wrestling. That were trying to get rid of wrestling, and then them, them telling him, "Oh, you didn't put a shirt on this guy. We're paying him X amount of money." They didn't know wrestling. They didn't have any idea of wrestling. If it wasn't for Eric, we would have went out of business a lot sooner. Okay, okay, uh, Kevin. Uh, you talk about not wanting to look 
to the past looking forward. I think you're going to like this yeah. question. It was actually submitted by a fan, and, and I really like the idea. Uh, let's just say that Vince Russo never came in. Uh, let's say that it was some combination of you and Eric Bischoff kind of in charge over the years. Uh, would WCW still be around? And if so, what do you think, how do you think that would look today? I don't believe in any hypothetical questions. Okay. Okay. Here's one. What if we okay. shot Adolf Hitler before the World War II side? You know, there's too many factions that we don't know of, you know? And then sure. you go down that rabbit hole. Well, if we shot him, maybe someone would have retaliated and shot one of our generals, and maybe somebody else would have been... Uh, you know, maybe uh, 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 Patton would have been in uh, the number one general, not Eisenhower, and Patton wanted to go right into Russia. You know, what I mean, he didn't want to stop at Germany, he wanted to go right into Russia, and you know, and Rommel. If they shot Hitler, Rommel would have been the probably the heir to succeed, and Rommel really didn't want to keep going either. So a lot of things could have happened, but yeah, it comes in my mind. And yeah, I think if Eric things. I think it was destined to, design, to die because they didn't want it to work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and I, yeah, and I've heard that before. That 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 does make a lot yeah. of sense. Uh, Kevin, I, I, yeah. When the, I was the network didn't to, want it, if nothing yeah. else. AOL when they bought it didn't want wrestling. Didn't want it. I got on an elevator one day, and I was going up to the 13th floor and these suits were there and they look at me and said what are you doing I said uh, I, I'm uh, work for the wrestling company was keeping your jobs afloat being sarcastic I'm saying we're drawing 7 million people a week he said yeah but not for long wow wow that's, yeah, that's crazy didn't, didn't yeah it it it, it's amazing to think uh, what a big operation WCW was um, and to look at like kind of how they treated you guys, especially there toward the yeah. end uh, ver- versus like Kevin. And I wanted to ask you about this before we let you go. Uh, the time that you spent in ECW, obviously a totally different company, much smaller, uh, very passionate work group. Not that the guys in WCW weren't, uh, but what was it like to kind of go from that corporate WCW environment to ECW down in Philly, up in Philly? Do you know, I broke, you do know I broke Polly into the business. Yes, yes. I broke Polly. It was like a prodigal son doing really well. Kathy knows the story. I was so proud of Paul. All Paul did was take Florida Championship Wrestling which was built on blood and guts and had wrestling on top. And that's what he did. But we had better talent for the blood and guts than Paul did. But he took Mm -hmm. 
Florida Championship Wrestling, and Paul did a hell of a job, and he's one of the smartest guys in the wrestling business today. Absolutely. And, and the way he got guys to, like, buy in to everything, you know? It, you, you hear horror stories about them not getting paid, but they were all there for every show. Because Paul E. could sell... Ask Kathy. <laughs> Kathy. Yeah. Paul E. could sell ice to Eskimos when it was 48 degrees below zero, couldn't he? <laughs> This is true. <laughs> he, he, he is the greatest. He's the greatest. He's Barnum. He, he, he's P.T. Barnum. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin, I, I've heard you called um, a learning tree by people in the past in interviews and stuff like that. How, how humbling is that to have people consider you somebody that they can learn so much from? They must be stupider than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> I have a hard time sometimes when I go to the bank. I have a hard time spelling my name right. So <laughs> that's with two L's, Kevin. Oh, okay, thank you. So, yeah, <laughs> Kevin. That's Kevin, great. I have to. I have to ask you a thing. Do you remember the first time I met you? Kathy, are we going to talk about that black lingerie again? Would you stop, Kevin? In the spike heels? Huh? I mean, how many times? Kevin, stop it. Yeah, I had okay. to Kevin up to do an interview with Joel Goodhart. Yes. Kevin gets in my car and goes down to sleep. I take him to the interview. Yeah. As soon as that light in the in the studio came on that said on air, Kevin was on. <laughs> yeah. We, we, I had just we leave, flown in from Tokyo. Yeah. Yes. We leave, get back in the car. He goes, are they your crackers? I went, yeah. That was the last I saw of my crackers that day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being on, for me being on your show and having me on. Thank you very much. Kevin, it, Kevin, yeah. it was absolutely a blast. Um, uh, real quick, uh, before you go, just, just two yes. real quick things. Uh, first of all, a listener wanted to know what a cosmic cookie was and where they could get one. Any idea what a cosmic well, cookie actually is? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what a cosmic cookie is. Okay. King King Curtis, a lot of people don't know who King Curtis is today. King Curtis went to Berkeley, played for the uh, BC Lions, was one of the greatest surfing champions in Hawaii. So it says a lot about his uh, athletic background. Mm-hmm. But Osley, who made the LSD, was his his roommate. And Curtis okay. had him a dabble of 50,000 hits of the Cosmic Cookie. 
I lived in Hawaii for nine months, and I booked Hawaii on its most successful tours. And when people come in, everybody had heard about the Cosmic Cookie, and they say, Curtis, I want to hit, and Curtis would take the medallion out, which was a big, had all kinds of colors, red, blue, (laughs) yellow. Yeah. They stick out their tongue. He'd hit him with the cosmic cookie, and we'd go on the top of uh, Diamond Head, and we'd look over the Cocoa Head, and it'd be going up and down like a, an accordion. So, okay. that, that was it. That's amazing. I never partook. You know, I, I was trained to be a priest at the time, so I didn't take it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Kevin, uh, Kevin, you have truly lived a life, and wrestling fans uh, the world over, absolutely. Uh, you're a household name, and, and I think it's an amazing thing. You talked about going to the UK when this pandemic is over. Uh, what sort of stuff do you have planned lined up for the future? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, actually uh, working for SW Fury in the production production end and I'm doing okay uh, commentary they have some terrific talent there I wouldn't have gone but James Beard who's a friend of mine he's a Texas legend Andrew Anderson is there Tim uh, is there the NWA champion Tim Storm is there uh they have uh, Charlie Haas, who to me, I only watched him work a couple of times. One of the greatest performers I've ever seen in my life. Uh, they have uh, uh, Moonshine Mike. He had a uh, I co- It was a regular match that ended up those kids were in the street. It was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. And I'm also doing uh, some work for uh, the Blood Hunter. I don't know if you okay. guys have seen this guy. This Blood Hunter, he they, he runs in Ontario, and he's coming into the states for this match in Texas. This guy <clears throat> has done professional boxing, professional judo, MMA. Uh, grappling and pro wrestling. He's the real deal. And I'm wow. going to get to see and work with him. So hopefully this pandemic isn't going to shut us all down. So hopefully not. I, I, I hope not. Yeah. yeah. And I want all our friends and fans and you guys to stay safe. But Hopefully we're gonna be okay. So I I hope so. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, I I want to wish you nothing but the best. Uh, thank you so much for the time tonight. It really meant a lot to us. Uh, okay, hey, 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 Kathy, I won't go in any further about when I had we did the bubble. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Where I filled up the sink. You know, oh. Kathy had a six inch heels on. I filled up the sink. 
I stubbed the head. When the bubbles got smaller, I jerked the head up. Kathy, I promise I won't tell that story. Kathy, so bye bye, Kathy. So, bye, Kathy. The test man for Kevin Sullivan. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank All you, the Kevin. best. Please stay safe, my friend. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sullivan. Uh, so, okay. Uh, the lines right now, we got a couple callers on the board. I'm going to get to you guys in short order. Uh, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. It'll be the last one of the evening, and then we're going to just dive head first, and I'm going to get to all you guys. I've got Granny and Steve up first, so... Uh, 914-338-1885. It's In the Room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, and uh, we will be right back. That was amazing, Kathy. That was amazing. Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there, too. Right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You getting ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. 
VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what... What we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of... 
Like George Costanza, like I had this pretzel in my mouth and I couldn't clear it out fast enough. Uh, 914-338-1885. Welcome back. There we go. That's better. Uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation radio network at vocnation.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to Kevin Sullivan. An amazing interview. Kathy, um, I assume you're going to save that story at the end for your book when that comes out. I can't wait to read about it. It's going to be borderline softcore from what I can tell, but uh, it'll be fun read. Uh, (laughs) uh, Brady, Kathy, Stroh, Derek is here as well, and all of you guys. Again, 914-338-1885. But before we get to the calls and before we start to talk Thanksgiving memories, i got to ask you, first of all, Stroh, uh, what do you got going on this week? Well, uh, after tonight, I'll be g- continuing on to Thanksgiving celebrations this <laughs> Thursday night at 19 Eastern Standard God Time on the yeah. WCW Retro Special Thanksgiving Edition at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Thursday. And this Friday night, on my uh, uh, official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stroh the Maestro, will be another edition of my horror sci-fi film, film Extravaganza's the Stroh Zone, in which the, uh, uh, yeah, with the Friday night feature at midnight Eastern Standard Time will be Earth versus the Spider. So please tune in. <laughs> Classic. Uh, it, it takes a special kind of man to um, be willing to spend your Thanksgiving holiday with Malcolm and Brian Vaughn and Dr. John and all those guys. Uh, God bless you. God bless you for that. I'm only playing, of course. I, yeah, I love they, them they all, could have the each hand. and every one. I'll give him the extra ham. <laughs> you know, I mean, cranberry sauce. I hear you. <laughs> uh, you cook, just, just do an extra sheet of dinner rolls and you'll be good. Uh, so 914-338-1885. Uh, Granny, you're up first. One second. You've been holding so long, I know. Uh, but, Derek, i, I got to ask you, we kicked off the show mm-hmm. talking about Thanksgiving memories and obviously uh, not just Survivor Series but also Starcade. Uh, have uh, been so important for wrestling fans over the years and other wrestling shows as well, including a couple Clash of Champions and stuff like that. Uh, any in particular kind of Thanksgiving wrestling memory jump out at you? Uh, yeah, uh, the first one is kind of ironic because he just retired, but I believe mm-hmm. it was 91. I was a very little Derek, uh, and I was over at my grandparents' house, and we watched The Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan for the title. And I remember back then, I just didn't like Hogan. I was a Macho Man guy. So when Ric, Fla- so when Ric Flair came out and, you know, Taker tombstone Hogan and he won the title and my, my, my cousin Crystal was crying her eyes out. And it was like the greatest day of my life up to that point. Um, just, just to see the other speaker win the title. So that was always cool to me. Now they took it away from what, like two days later, <laughs> something like that. Just Tuesday in Texas. Long. Yeah. Yeah. But to see that, <laughs> but, but to see that was kind of funny. And also what year was that? I think it might've been the next year. It was the, <laughs> the first of, it was, it was Brett, Brett's first reign as champion. And he went against Sean, mm-hmm. and I believe Sean was the IC champion. And it was like, yeah, they still they still liked each other. Um, you can tell they had a lot to prove because they weren't like the big guys in the company, like Hogan and Warrior and those guys. And they had 
which is probably <laughs> my favorite Brett Sean match. It's probably that Survivor Series match. Um, they had a ladder match, too, that I had, like, on an old Coliseum video that I like. But Brett Sean from 92, that was always my favorite, too. So those, those two kind of stick out oh, yeah. from when I was a kid. I, I, I think I heard that Sean never actually submitted to the sharpshooter on that match. I'm only kidding. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, no, um, that, that same show, actually, Kurt Hennig wrestled a perfect match, literally a perfect match. It was him and Randy Savage against uh, Flair and uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. It was one of my favorite matches at the time. And uh, Savage was the babyface in peril for most of the match, but I don't think they got one move on Kurt Hennig. It was like a 20-minute match, and he was just like all over the place. It was like, at that point, I had considered Kurt Hennig kind of a mid-card guy, and when he went in there and dominated Ric Flair, I was like, this guy's got something. Like, he might finally be in line for a world title. And then Brett, yeah, that was the match. And you know what? I'm, yeah. I was such a fan of, like, early Hill Razor. Like, when he was just saying he's going to cut Carve everybody up, and he had the fake Cuban accent. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. I loved that. Carve you up. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and for the record, as we bring on Granny, uh, so uh, Matt's favorite was um, – the the Stone Cold Brett from like '96, that you know yeah. before WrestleMania that year, uh, just that whole dynamic that they had. Uh, Kathy's was the Survivor Series that they had in Detroit, and uh, a lot of the crazy backstage stuff going on there. And Stro, what you were Starcade, weren't you? You did um, what was yours? Yeah, the scaffold match, Night of Skywalkers, yes. World Wars, and Midnight Express. Yes. Yeah, that was the one where Jim Cornette blew out his knees, and uh, just an amazing. Yeah. Bubba Rogers. Did, did you know that? Did you know Hawk had a, uh, I think, a broke leg? He, he yes, wrestled that. that night in a broke leg. And uh, animal, did hear more animal was good on on uh, sports medicine. So he he taped wow. he wrapped up his leg so he can compete that night. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. But, what well, a time you know, the eighties was, boy! I tell you. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, the magazines were great, but they didn't really do it justice if you weren't watching it. Uh, find a way to watch that stuff. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, now, here's somebody, Kathy, who um, isn't afraid to wrestle injured. You know, I've seen her tape it up and get in there. Uh, Granny Holster, welcome back to In the Room. My God, I missed you. I I really, well, I'm so glad we you got know, you before I... Thanksgiving. I I apologize. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I apologize, Brady. I've had I've had a lot going on, and I, with family issues and things like that. My son, he's, yeah. he's doing fairly well for the most part, but my husband, he's going to be losing his job at the end of this year after almost forty nine years. So we've been Ooh, having geez. a lot so to sorry. deal with, you know. But, you know, I, I had to laugh when you started the show and you said the morning after. I had to laugh at that. I know. Because I know. That yeah, was so well. funny. <laughs> I mean, that was mm. so funny. And the interview that you did with Kevin Sullivan, that was awesome, especially when he was talking about S.W. Fury because James Beard and Tim Storm, both of those gentlemen are very good friends of mine. Okay. And I miss okay. them dear. I miss them dearly. I I I miss getting to see them, you know, because I used when yeah. traditional championship wrestling ran in Arkansas, you know, I mean, I was I think probably the years that I went to the show, there was probably maybe 
five or six shows that maybe I did not get to attend during the whole time they were running, you know, and they quit running in 2013. And I miss James Beard and I miss Tim Storm. I really do because they're really good friends of mine. So, but it was a great interview. Thank you. Did you see Kevin Sullivan live? No, I've never gotten to meet Kevin Sullivan, but I mean, it was just a great, it was just a great interview that you, that you did with him. And I, Kathy, I feel so sorry for you the way he was, yeah, the way he was teasing, the way he was teasing you, Kathy, about the different stories. <laughs> you know, Granny, you know, I so. love. I've known Kevin a long, long time. He's I bet you have. Me. He's one of my <laughs> best, best, dearest friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always people like that that are usually your dearest friends. I mean, you know, I mean, I have a lot of wrestling people that I consider family that. They give me grief. They give me. They tell me to sit down and shut up before I fall down and break a hip. But <laughs> they're they would they would have Granny's back if I needed anything. I mean, it's like one of my very good friends called me the other day to check on us, and I tell you, I've known Barry probably. Uh, uh, Mr. Saturday Night Michael Barry. He wrestled for TCW Brady. You probably remember him. I think you're going to say Barry L. Alan Steele, Alan Steele, (laughs) uh, genetic perfection. (laughs) But I tell you, those guys gave me grief. But I tell you, Barry would would do anything he could to help me and my family. I mean, that's just the way he is. So Kevin practically had Kathy. Kevin practically. Next time I see Kevin, I will get him. (laughs) Boy, will I get him. And you're going to tie him up. Stop it, Kev. Stop it, Brady. <laughs> he practically it, had her in the bathtub like uh, like like Tammy Sitch, you know, like during the Attitude Era. That's oh, what it, that's no, what the no, picture no, he was painting. No, no, no. How dare you? <laughs> oh god. How dare you? Love you, you guys are terrible. No, 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 you guys no. are terrible. But, <laughs> but I, no, I, I do apologize, Brady, and I really miss I really miss no, talking need. to you and. I probably no need I to probably, apologize. I probably I, thought, well, I know, but I thought probably thought you. I thought I'd better call in, you know, just to say hi and wish everybody yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We, because, like I said, it's been. Oh, it, I know it's Granny. been. It's been over. Gosh, probably a, Two a months, couple of months since I've since yeah. I called in to in the room. So I, I was didn't worried want you I offended Granny, you. I didn't want. You, no, you didn't offend me. I just with I the just, NWO stuff. No, 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 no. I, no, See, Granny, I, you I, I wasn't out. offended. You, you had mm-hmm. your out and you didn't take it. You, you had your out and well, you didn't you, take it. Now I can know, play the NWO again because it didn't bother you. Yeah, well, you know, you know what? It, it's, <laughs> I know, but no, I wasn't offended. I just, like I said, I just didn't want you to think that Granny fell off the face of the earth and disappeared. You know, so. I, I was worried that I said something that hurt you or offended you, and, and no, I, no, I've been str- no. I, You can ask my girlfriend. I actually drafted a couple like messages, and then I ended up deleting them because I was like, I, I don't want to be that dramatic with it. Uh, but you know, I just I'm, I'm glad to hear that everything's okay. I, I I we do pray for you and your son and your your husband and you guys being okay and everything. I know uh, these last couple months have been tough, and it looks like the country's gearing up for like another like kind of full shutdown this winter, at least to a certain extent. So well, uh, the, we're definitely going to be thinking my, of you guys. 
Yeah, the thing with my husband is, I mean, after, like, his job, you know, almost 49 years, see, they tried to let him go yeah. at the beginning of the year, and they kept him on, you know, and everything. Well, now, like, they're telling him, we're not firing you, but we're eliminating your position as of January 1st. The sad okay. thing is, the sad thing is the judge for Washington County, his assistant is actually much older than my husband, and they were saying, oh, we've got to cut back, we've got to cut back on money, and we've got to save money, da-da-da-da-da. But the judge has actually created a job for his assistant's nephew. Mm. And my husband, oh, you know, he has, like, he, ha- he has like 360 sick hours that he's never going to be able to get to use before the end of December. And they're not going to probably pay him for those sick hours, you know, because, and that's like almost $6,600. So, you Is know, he in the union, Granny? No, he worked. No, no, he worked. He worked for the Washington County Road Department. He did service work, like oil changes and stuff on the county trucks. And the judge's assistant is mm-hmm. like a ex Walmart executive, and he's trying to run the county like Walmart. And they were uh, contracting Bubble. the county trucks out They've to other sale. places to be done. You know, to yeah. be you yeah. know like oil change. So, but the thing is, my husband did other things besides mm-hmm. just the service work. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you work for a company almost 49 years. It'd be 49 years in yeah. March. You know, I think the least they could do is paying for that sick time. I mean, you know, he's never yeah. going to he, – he never missed work. He, If he did miss work for himself, it was yeah. very limited. I mean, he took more time off to – to help take care of me when I had my different surgeries and stuff. And, you know, yeah. but I, like I said, I just hadn't, I hadn't talked to you in a while, Brady. And I just thought, well, I wanted to listen to Kevin Sullivan's interview, you know, and everything. And I thought, well, I'll call in tonight, you know, because it's right before Thanksgiving. And I'm going to go spend a couple of days with my mom. We're going to go see my mom for a couple of days for Thanksgiving and spend some time God with her. You. Cause she's, you know, so, but, you know, I love you all. You know, you all are, even though, you know, y'all are like family to me, you know. And so We love you, Granny. God bless you for that. God bless you, you for that. You all too. consider us family. Uh, <laughs> Granny, uh, before we let you go, we're talking kind of Thanksgiving wrestling memories. Uh, obviously, Survivor Series and Starcade, two huge shows that ran on Thanksgiving. Uh, do you have any memories and any specific wrestling Thanksgiving memories? Well, I was thinking, I was thinking Survivor Series. I think it was 2008 when Undertaker had the casket match with Big Show. One of the matches there, you know, at 2000. And I do Survivor not remember Series, that. 2008. They had a casket really? match. Really, I don't remember that. Okay. So. Well, that would have been before the podcast. Being that, that, being that, be that, yeah. being that, being that um, the Undertaker just recently, you know, retired and everything, yeah. and. Um, I, I didn't get to watch Survivor Series on Sunday. I had a lot of things going on, so I didn't get to watch it. But, um, you know, I, you know, he, he was, you know, he's going to be missed, you know, and everything. And I know a lot of people have their, you know, feelings about Undertaker and whatever, you know, I, I don't care. You know, I always kind of liked Undertaker. I mean, we were, you know, I, I never got to meet the man personally, but. I always liked watching him wrestle in the ring. I always liked watching him, you know, so. Um, well, you can tell he's I having have... fun now. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. like doing his $1,000 cameo. It's like, that stuff is funny. 
He's like, Chris, but the I just hope you all Happy have birthday. a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody, and stay safe. No, you too, and, Granny. So, you, too, you know, I'm strong. I don't know. I, I'll be at my mom's, you know, on Thanksgiving, so I don't know if I'll get a chance to call in, but I might try to pop in just for a few minutes just to say hi to everybody. But I'm not going to promise okay, anything. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, if, if your family wants to call in, feel free. <laughs> to um, help yourself. Yeah, yeah, there but, you go. Um, you, you but just you set know, them up I love the y'all, table so. while you guys eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, lo- I love you right. all, so. Love, love, you, love too, you too, Granny. It was great to talk to you. Please, please don't be a stranger. We did miss you. I won't. I won't. I won't. Right. You know, and I, I missed you all too. So y'all take care. You too. Right, bye bye. You too. Granny yeah. Ulster. Uh, I, I, amazing. I don't remember that. Like she, that's her memorable Thanksgiving. I don't remember the Undertaker fighting Big Show in a casket match at Survivor Series. I believe it. He did. I'm, I believe it. Uh, because that's like how like two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like. You know, like if she said like, oh, yeah, like, like I, I was at the Survivor Series where um, I think it was, I think it was Kennedy or MVP fought The Undertaker. I remember that. And it was like Booker T against Batista, I think, for the title. I think that, mm-hmm. I think those were the matches. And like, the again, one, kind of forgettable booking. Like the in, in the early to. 90s, mid 90s, like things were memorable. I, the one I went to, I think it was 2011. Yeah, was when Rock came back, and it was Rock and Cena versus Miz and Truth. And I think <laughs> Miz, the only reason we Miz and Truth. The, the only reason we went was because The Rock was coming back, and I remember it ended up being a pretty yeah. good card because that was like one of the last years they had nothing but traditional matches here and there. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's sad that they've gotten rid of like having nothing but traditional matches because I used to. I know. It. It sucks. And you got all these and, guys on the and, roster, you think it'd be the perfect pay-per-view for it. When I was a little kid, like, I used to look at the feuds, and I would come up with, like, what the Survivor Series matches would be. Yeah. You know, like, I would, like, look at the feuds, and I would create my teams. Nowadays, with the brands, it's like, I, I, I've heard Matt Grimm say it, and I couldn't agree more. It's like, those matches, those elimination matches, should still be based on friendships and rivalries. You shouldn't have to earn your totally. way onto like a brand right. team. You should do like mm-hmm. this year, maybe just do the raw men against raw men, or like something like that. You know, like it. It doesn't have to be brand against brand all the time. It, it's the only time I, 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 I really. Yeah. No, I was gonna say the only time I really enjoyed the brand versus brand was like the first one, when like Shawn Michaels was leading Team Raw. And I forget who was leading. I think JBL was leading Team SmackDown. Like Raw showed up to SmackDown, and they jumped. I vaguely the guys remember the that. Line. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they jumped the guys, and then Batista and Kane. That was like 03 that, that or was, something, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like the first, the first year they did it. <laughs> and, and Randy um, Orton was the big stupid. survivor. Yeah. yeah and, and then Tate, remember Taker right. popped out of a burning casket at the end, and Orton was scared, and <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah. I and, do not uh, remember <laughs> that at all. Here's it, it, it it something that I, I totally think they dropped the ball on, too, mm-hmm. is um, you had the Hurt Business and the New Day when there were, everybody was still together. I mean, can you imagine yeah. that being a Survivor Series match? That would have been gold. That would have been amazing. And, and you could have had them fight. You got a whole stable of guys that you wanted to make look strong. You could have put them against Retribution. 
and that could have been a thing. Right. And then you could have had, if you wanted to do Roman and Drew, you could have had Drew lead a team, and you could have Roman lead a team, or something like that. It was so many stories yeah. they could have told instead of just doing the brand versus brand thing. I know. Yeah, it's stupid. It, it is really. And those Survivor Series matches really made the show back in the day. It's. Uh, I remember being disappointed in 92 the first time that they really didn't have one. Like, it was like, you know, it, it, it just, it, it, that is Survivor Series. And, and that makes it exciting. Uh, one of the listeners actually sent this, and I forgot about this. Uh, their favorite memory was Chuck Norris. He came in. They had another casket That's match. Right. It was The Undertaker <laughs> yes. against Yoko. Because yeah. if you remember, The Undertaker jerk. took like eight months off. I, I don't know what – I guess yeah. he had some kind of surgery, right? Um, he, he, he got buried at the Royal Rumble by all those heels. And they did like the projector, and he went into – he said, I will not rest in peace. And then he like mm-hmm. – he floated away into like the stratosphere of the arena. And like – which, by the way – the the CGI back then blew away what they did on Sunday. Uh, oh, <laughs> if he retired like that, it would have been amazing. If they if they just like locked him in a casket and then he floated away and you never heard from him again, it would have been incredible. You got to admit. Uh, but yeah, no. So they did that casket match and Chuck Norris came out and he was the enforcer and he actually I remember this now uh, as I talk about it. Because uh, all those guys that tried to bury The Undertaker eight months earlier at the Royal Rumble, or nine months earlier, whatever, ten months earlier, whatever it was, uh, Bam Bam, The Head Shrinkers, I think IRS was out there, I, all these guys that came yeah, out, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and Chuck Norris fought them all off. He kicked, I remember he, he spinning kicked Jeff Jarrett in the chest in the middle of the hour. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff Jarrett went, like, ass over tea kettle. And I, I remember... Yeah. I remember my younger cousin, Crystal, again, Crystal, my, um, Crystal and Nisha, my two female cousins, we were watching it. Crying. Um, and they, cry, they yeah. cried when they jumped him <laughs> and put him in the casket, right? So, old yeah. at Survivor Series, he has this big thing, and he buries Yoko. And I remember all these guys were out, and they had Taker t-shirts on. And Taker wins, and everybody's like, yeah, and they're all cheering in the ring. And I remember my cousin, Nisha, is crying. And my brother goes, what are you crying for? He won. And she goes, well, where were all these guys in January when they were dropping me on the finger to put them in the WrestleMania 10 months. <laughs> he wasn't but, at WrestleMania um, 10 because of him. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Just funny. Just funny. And uh, furthermore, Derek, uh, regarding your memory, actually, one of the listeners pointed this out. I forgot. Uh, that was when Hulk Hogan claimed that The Undertaker hurt his neck. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> the and then they did the replay, and his his yeah. head was, like, full, like, eight inches from the canvas. Yes. I saw <laughs> Taker's interviews. I forgot where. And he was talking about that moment, and he was like, you know, once he realized he didn't hurt Taker, he was like, I lost all respect for him. And he was like... You know, from that moment on, I never disrespected him, but I always kind of, you know, yeah. looked at him out the side of my eye after he did that. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, we're going to bring on, I think this is Steve. I didn't double check. Steve, what's going on? I uh, just enjoyed the Sullivan interview. I'm glad you got my question yeah, in. Um, I got your cosmic cookie in. Yeah, was he saying it was just a acid cookie? <laughs> it sounded like it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, mind trying one, you know? I'm kidding. Yeah, Gangrel gave a similar answer. Like, 
when I asked him. <laughs> I never heard of it until you said that, so. Well, he he mentioned it in promos, and he mentioned it in his uh, promo at BJ. Yeah, so I, I was like, I got to ask him, what, what is it? Yeah. It's right there with a the beetle nut. Hmm. Now, what do you uh, think? Uh, favorite... if they... If they release if they release uh, his first encounter with Kathy on DVD, would you buy that? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. No. With director's uh, commentary, I'm only Kathy's gone. I can say that. So. No, I would. I'm I'm always <laughs> interested in in what Kevin has to say. Like I can listen to his shoots for hours. Like I, I watched. I listened to his shoot with. Uh, 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 Chris for Crowbar uh, with uh, the guy from Two Man Power Trip. Like I, I just like mm-hmm, listening mm-hmm. to Kevin talk about wrestling. And then um, uh, the casket match that uh, Granny was talking about was from 08. Yeah, she did say 08. And then um, oh, okay. I don't yeah. remember that at all. I yeah. I, what I do? I, gotta go back I remember hospital. Big Show. I remember Big Show turning on um, Rock Lesnar. That was one. Or Briggs Show fighting Brock Lesnar, and that was when Paul Heyman turned on him. That was at Survivor Series. Yeah. I remember that. Um, I was I was kind of like, trying to remember like favorite Thanksgiving moments. Uh, I did remember uh, Undertaker on Tonight Show, uh, tombstoning a turkey with Brad Maddox as the turkey. <laughs> as the turkey. That's a Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, memory. Cool. So uh, he, he tombstoned two turkeys at Thanksgiving. Both of which were heavily basted. <laughs> well, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And then the other uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving moment I, I kind of like, uh, found earlier, I was watching, uh, was uh, Regal kind of cutting a promo on Thanksgiving and how it's awful and whatnot. And, and then uh, The Rock came out there and besmirched Regal. And then I think they had a match that night. And, <laughs> besmirched uh, Regal. Yeah. 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 Rigo got to be you know, smart, I, and then he tapped out to the sharpshooter after. That's right. <laughs> I um, You know, I wanted to say about Rigo, because I was kind of watching NXT, and it's like, score one for the old guard, Derek, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I always thought Regal was like kind of an average height guy, and like mm-hmm. Damian Priest was like a huge guy. Yeah. And they're like the same height almost. Yeah, Regal. Oh yeah, Regal's like he's like scary he's size. A big like guy. you don't really realize it. Yeah. Uh huh. He's any one of those giants, so it's probably hard to recognize. I had no idea. I had no like idea Billy Gunn. until I like, was watching like, NXT. Like, for, like the first time I saw oh, Billy, Billy Gunn, Gunn in real life. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, my he's god, three. he's about my size. Like I'm. Six oh yeah, he's two. still a, he's still a beast. Yeah, Billy like Gunn. I'm six two. <laughs> he had an inch on me, but he's like huge. Like it's like it's like what the hell. And that boy could eat, let me tell you. Billy ah, you can tell. <laughs> you can tell. You can see it. You can see it. <laughs> yeah. He's By Texas way, Brady, born I'm, and Texas bred. I meant to ask you, Brady, were, were you part yeah. of the PWI tag team rankings? I mean, I, I submitted my input, but I didn't really get a whole lot out of it. I um, who Who won? I don't remember offhand. FTR. Was it Omega? FTR. No, it was the revival. FTR. They were number one. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I 
I, I don't remember who I said. I, I, I feel like my rankings were basically ignored. I probably, like, varied greatly from everybody else. I, I think I had, like, Omega and Paige at one, and then, like, Sasha and Bailey at two, and then the Revival at three, I think it was. Oh, okay. They, uh-huh. Well, they had the Revival for one, Kenny and Paige were two, uh, three were Sasha Banks and uh, Bailey, four were the, yeah. North, the, the Impact guys, and five were the Street Profits. I wonder where. Uh, okay. Okay. I wonder. I wonder if Dangerous Techers made the top ten. Uh, Zack Saber and Taichi, because they were tag team mm-hmm. champions this year. So I, I don't have the, the list in front of me. Oh, the evaluation just, period was was from October first, twenty nineteen, to September thirtieth, twenty twenty. Half of that time, weren't the revival like waiting on their ninety day compete clause to be over? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, they don't base it entirely on that, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I gotta they really say, had a good year this year. Yeah, they did. Oh, I, I gotta I like, say. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, I didn't want to change the subject, but Lucha Brothers are one of my favorite tag teams. I like I like the Lucha Brothers. I was going to say, like, uh, because Kevin McElvaney obviously was my, my co-host on this for a number of years, and he's the boss now at PWI, and um, he's made a lot of changes to the magazine just in these, like, four or five months that he's been in charge. But everything he's doing, I got to say, is, like, getting people talking, you know, between, like, um, the 500 going, like, and, like, ranking women in the 500, uh, intergender wrestlers and stuff like that, a focus on that, uh, expanding the staff, doing the tag team rankings, all the stuff that, like, conservative Stu Sachs was, like, nervous to do. Um, Kevin has got people talking about the magazine, all the time now. It, it, it's really yeah. a good thing. I, I kudos good. to him. Sure. I, he's such a great guy. I I should try and get him on here, but he's probably outgrown us at this point, I guess. Oh, I don't say that. He was on here not too long. <laughs> <laughs> we had him on for the um for the ten year five hundred, I think, was the last time yeah, we had yeah, him on. Right. Probably about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I spoke to Kevin. Eight? And speak speaking of people like Deceptively big when we're talking about Billy Gunn. I've never seen him in real <laughs> yeah. life, but, but like just based off the Dude, match on a, Sunday and Monday, that's who I know. Brady Billy Gunn. is there, is Xavier Woods like? Is he like scared, sneaky big? Because like so, I saw him throwing around poor Montez Ford, and I'm like, <laughs> I never imagined Xavier Woods was that like that big of a guy. I think he's average. I think he's average. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. Let me let me see. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't you know what? He's always had like big hair, so I don't know. <laughs> he always had big hair. He's, he's got like the a lot of times. He's five eleven. He's not that big. He's, he's like maybe got like two inches on me. I was I was actually oh, looking on my like... Facebook profile. I'm I'm five nine or five. I guess I'm five ten. I'm five ten, and um, he's got a couple inches. He's probably yeah, like he's probably so he's more stocky. Oh, as my as my grandpa would say, he's, he's a husky fella. Yeah, he looks he's like jacked. he's very I mean, like yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not like huge. I mean, I don't think he's six foot. What'd you say he was, Steve? Five eleven? Yeah, I would have guessed right. like a little less than six feet. So I guess that's about right. Yeah, he looked kind of short when he was standing next to each other, and it doesn't help that he's in yeah. a big E who looks like a, a rhinoceros. So. <laughs> uh. 
They really dropped the ball on Big E, I got to say, too, since they split them up. It's like, what are we doing here? I know. I hope he wouldn't. Apparently, Big E's 5'11", too. That's what I read. That's weird. Yeah, he's but not he's very tall. tall. He, he's he's jacked. Hopefully, he wins the rumble. The breast I, implants I make it. Make it, no you know. Breast implants, you said. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Ah, oh, Steve. I feel like I'm. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm in the minority. I I really enjoyed the Undertaker ceremony. It just sucked that they had those legends out there to to not say anything, and then they they weren't even there for the rest of the segment. I um. I didn't see it, so I can't comment on it too much. I can just tell you that people are panning it, you know? I think not having a crowd probably hurt it because there was, like, no emotion there because there was, yeah. was, was no crowd. Like, it's yeah, hard to beat Yeah, it's, it's hard to beat him leaving Mania after losing to Roman and he leaves the hat in the middle of the ring and they put the spotlight on the hat and the, and the jacket and he walks out. Like, it's hard to beat that. I think they, they, they say that they have people that. in yeah, they say they're going to have people in the arena for Mania, uh, this next coming up Mania. So I guess you put him in the Hall of Fame and you kind of let him go out there yeah. and do it there in front of people, and maybe that'll be a little bit more emotional. I mean, well, the video package was you, amazing, though. Do you think it'll be emotional when he wrestles again in front of 100,000 people in Saudi Arabia? I don't think he's wrestling great. He couldn't get down you to really don't. pose I on do. Sunday. He, he, I looks, think he, he looks hurt. Like he, you know the pose he does when he does the. I could see him like, making an appearance, but I don't, I don't see yeah. him wrestling unless he can't. Unless he like, can't move. Unless the prince. Yeah. Well, my thing is, if he's gonna wrestle again, it would have to be a six-man tag. That's my. That's what I kind of wanted him to do with Sting, but that's not gonna happen. What if he wrestles like, the Invisible Man? He. He looks like oh, Jim Cornette with another aneurysm. John wrestled the Invisible Man. Remember that. <laughs> I mean, if he if he doesn't in, if he doesn't in Japan, he'll he'll be getting to the Observer Hall of Fame. But I yeah. mean, he went down to do his uh, eight stars. <laughs> he, he went down to eight do the salute, <laughs> and it looks like his knees, his hips, his it just looks like everything hurts him now. I, like he should have went out with the 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 match with Roman, the tag team match that most people forget because it was just a random you know tag yeah. team match with Roman. He looked good there. Like, you can tell he's just hurting. Like it, 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 it sucks to see it. He gave his body for Vince. I, he, he, he can, he can say that. Yeah, I know, and I, and I kind of tease because, like, you know, they say thirty years, but it's been more like about twelve uh, when you count up oh. all the time that he missed. But, <laughs> but well, hold on, it is. he re- he, he has given his body, so even more than that. Well, I understand that, I, but they're talking about thirty years in WWE, and the truth yeah. is. He hasn't really been a regular in WWE since probably 2009. And it's crazy because and he spent, was on and off for at times before that. If he spent maybe what the first almost decade having pretty boring plotting matches because he wasn't like he was doing the whole dead man zombie. Well, he thing. was a character. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't until he was almost he was in his 40s where he started having like great matches, like, night in and night out, which is kind of weird. He he got better uh, in ring when most guys are slowing down. The Attitude Era? Yeah, you're right, because no. right, he relied on, he relied on, like, character, and he relied on magic. Like, yeah. like you know, he was, first he was the dead guy, then he was the, um, then he was, like, the, 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 
the the devil worshiper. Then he was like the leader you mean of the, the ministry. Ministry leader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he, highway to hell, like, that kind of stuff, you yeah. know. Like the stuff with with Angle and Edge and Come on. You know, how can you I hate all that. How can you say his, how can you say his matches with Mankind and Shawn Michaels weren't great in 96 like that? Yeah, like come that's on. one that's oh, they were one great. every that's one every how many months average. Like he had a hell in a cell and then he was having plotting matches with Kane where it was more infernal matches and casket matches. But if you look at he was on SmackDown, it was him and Edge. It was him and Angle. Even if you go back to when he was Big Evil, it was him and Jeff Hardy, um, him and Booker T. Uh, you know, he was having great matches with all these. I remember he had an amazing match with Rey Mysterio at the Royal Rumble one year um, and, and MSG. He had all. He had consistently great matches during that SmackDown era. Yeah. If I, he, it if was I like was seven, with everybody. Yeah. If I were seven feet tall, I could have great matches with King Kong Bundy and Kamala and uh, Yokozuna as well. I mean, they beat him up for half the match, and Paul Bearer holds up the urn. He sits up, and he comes back. And sometimes there were actors in there. Sometimes there were light. Sometimes there was a light. Uh, There was always. You never knew it was going to be in the urn. As as Dusty Rose would say, then it's off to the pay window, baby. (laughs) I always wish that he would. This is stupid, but I always wanted him to stay with the tie and the gray gloves, and I I hated it when he switched to purple. What? Why? I hated it. I don't know. I liked him with the original outfit, with the gray, with the tie, with the with the too much eyeshadow under his eye for well, some he, reason. He didn't yeah, have a tie him. when he was gray, I think, or, or not originally. I I think he had it for like his like entrance, and he didn't wear it when he. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I hated. Uh, well, I hated Steve, the ministry sticker, and when he came out in the leather, he was like a bat. And he came down from the ceiling of Survivor Series. <laughs> Those two tapes I hate. Is that is that when he is that when he had the tear painted on his cheek? Yeah, he had a random te- like he had been locked up in jail. He had that was probably yeah. during per- Purple yeah. Taker. I, I like Purple yeah. Taker and Ministry Taker and I, and uh, I did. Yeah, I'm a, I didn't care. I didn't care for Badass or Big Red. How dare you? Big Evil was amazing. I I hated them. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Because by that point, we're kind of seeing through him a little bit. I kind of missed out on a lot of his 90s stuff because of age. But, like, uh, yeah, like, I just, I kind of, like, saw more Biker Taker when I was a fan. And then, like, seeing him come back to Deadman was pretty cool. And then, I I always thought he should have, uh, I I I always thought he should have led the uh, the DOA or something when he was riding the motorcycle. How dare you? <laughs> he told the Rock I crippled more people than polio. You wouldn't have got that from Ministry Taker. <laughs> this was pretty good. It wasn't yeah, it's true, a good line, Spiker Taker. My favorite, my favorite, uh, when the Undertaker was started to get like that was when uh, Vince McMahon was giving him the finger and he turned around and he caught him, oh, and then he, and they proceeded to destroy Vince. And the <laughs> broke his leg. <laughs> yeah. On the stairs. Uh, Steve, I'm going to let you go because we got other callers, brother, but it was great to talk to you, man. Yep. I'm going to take care. going to taste the cosmic. See <laughs> take the cosmic cookies, yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, The Undertaker was fun. Like, if I remember back, it's just like the last, like, couple of years. Like, he shouldn't have done, in my opinion, he shouldn't have done 
from the second Triple H match on, or from the third Triple H match on, technically, the, the Hell in a Cell one, um, all those WrestleMania matches I, I didn't care for. I, I felt like at that point he almost like became a parody of himself. You, you know what? And even even like that second Triple H match, it was mostly like Triple H beating him with a chair for like right. two like two quarters of that match. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, after that Triple H match, yeah, because the Bray Wyatt match was just a match, and then the Brock stuff, and then you get into the the Roman stuff. Yeah, and he, yeah, he probably yeah. stopped around there. That was when, mm-hmm. I, and like if you look at it in terms of like performance, you can see where he dropped off. Um, he had arguably. Some people were putting it up there with Steamboat and Savage, the match that he had with Sean. I think it was at 25. The first and, one, uh, yeah. Right. And then the next year, it was good. It was a very good match. Um, but it was nowhere near the level of the year before. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I got to think it's because The Undertaker was starting to hurt because after that is when it started to change. And then, you know, yeah. he had another year like that with Triple H, that which was technically a second match because he had had the – the one at 17, the, the Falls Count Anywhere thing. But, you know, after was that, the, was, it, that's where, yeah. Was the Punk match in, in between the, the the last show and the first Triple H match? It was, um, the, it was after the two Triple H's. It was before Brock. Oh, okay. That's right. It was, yes. That's right. Yeah. Because that was at 29. That was the one in uh, uh, Meadowlands or whatever. Yeah, in, Jersey. You know, where, where, yeah. Uh, yeah. FedEx. Um, yeah, right. You wish, but um, FedEx. Huh? But, um, oh, isn't that what it's yeah. called? What? What's the? It's called MetLife. Yeah. FedEx. Oh, MetLife. Well, which one's FedEx? That's where um, Washington plays. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. I just misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, he he probably should have stopped after that second Triple H match. I think so. I think so. Or or yeah. At that point, he didn't need to be a focus match. But, yeah, I, you know what? I forgot about CM Punk. He actually got a lot out of him in that match. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he was kind of feeling good that year. I remember there yeah. were a lot of people that were very upset that CM Punk didn't beat him, and I just mm-hmm. don't think it would have been believable to do it. No, no. I always thought that it should have been either a young Randy Orton or when he faced Batista. If you're going to end it, it should have been one of those two guys. Or maybe even Edge yeah. when he when Edge when he fought Edge, but um, yeah, I don't think CM Punk needed it. Um, I, I get why Brock did it. Um, I saw they did the Brothers of Destruction thing where him and Kane had like a sit down. They were talking, and Kane said they should have saved it for Roman. But at that point, you didn't know Roman was going to come along, so you know. Uh, what do you Who think, Rat Boy? Uh, Thanksgiving memory, wrestling related. You you got a favorite Thanksgiving memory? Put it this way: it had to be Batista versus the Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match. Was that at a Survivor Series? Was that a Survivor Series yep. match? Yep. When was that? It was. Huh? I don't remember that. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Now I got Google. I only Put remember the un- I only remember the the, the WrestleMania twenty three match they had. It was in two oh seven. I sound like such buddy. a nerd. <laughs> November eighteenth, WWE Survivor Series, Hell in a Cell, Batista versus The Undertaker. I do not remember that at all. Is this where Edge came I, back? Came back, Rat Boy. 
I think so. Wow. These memories. Uh-huh. I don't remember any of these. Tremendous. And, and, and let me refresh your memory, Brady. Okay. okay. I pulled up The okay. Undertaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. He started as the dead man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On the dead man, he went to, to the Lord of Darkness. We're familiar. Okay. Yeah, but it's okay. the same thing. They just called him. And after that, it was the mystery of darkness. The ministry okay. of darkness, okay. right? Ministry, yeah. All right, then okay. American Badass. We know this. Was that okay. the rolling, 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 rolling? Yeah, that one, right? Rolling, rolling, rolling. Right. And, 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 and from 2001. I always thought it would be funny, funny if he got knocked off the motorcycle and rolled down the ramp. Remember when? Anyone? Remember, I remember during that time, Kurt Angle. He was feuding with Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle came out with a moped with a helmet on. The that was one of the few times that the Undertaker laughed. Yeah. If you remember, he was covering his Kurt. face. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Rob. He came out as Big Evil in two thousand one yep. to three. Yeah, always kicking ass. Yeah, but that was basically yeah. the same. Yeah. That was basically the same as the dead man. man. Then he okay. became the dead man. dead man. And that was when yeah, he was okay. like the dead man. More, he was like the dead man, like hybrid with like an MMA fighter. That's when he started like yeah. wearing the the, the gloves and yeah, <laughs> the Brock Lesnar yeah. gloves. Actually, but, but uh, there's, Kevin but there's Sullivan, one thing about uh, about about it. But I, I like the whole the whole thing, the Survivor Series. When they came up to uh, coming in the ring, they said Kevin Nash, two-time Hall mm-hmm. of Famer. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why you call him a two-timer, but he's only okay. a one-timer because they never had a Hall of Famer awards yet. I guess they gave it to he, him without recognizing yeah. it. Because he, he went in as Diesel and he went in as part of the NWO. Right? I know, but, but they never had a, the Hall of Fame award this year. But they announced it. Okay. I mean, Rat Boy, have you ever been to a wedding? Yeah. Have you ever been to a wedding? Okay. So if you don't watch them have sex, does that mean that they're not married? I tried now three oh. times. I want to get this out. Kevin Sullivan had a great Undertaker memory, one that I forgot about that was absolutely amazing. Uh, when the Undertaker was front row at the UFC and he had the the the, the shoulder bump That's with Brock right. Lesnar when they had with the Brock stare down, people yeah. that were non wrestling fans were talking about Brock fighting the Undertaker. That's I how big that, that was. That, and, and why Vince did nothing that. with it, I couldn't even tell he you. And he ends up signing Brock like a year or two later anyway. He missed out on so much money not doing. I that. know, I know. Do you think? That they went into business for themselves with that? Because I think Dana Brooke even said, like, he had no idea. I think they did, and I think, because Taker's such an old-school guy, Taker probably figured, if we do this, the noise is going to be too loud for Vince to ignore it. He had to yeah. be thinking that. I, but Kevin Sullivan brought that up when he was talking about how protected The Undertaker was for so long, and it was like, I forgot about how great that was. It was Go awesome. Ahead, he goes, you want to go? Okay, I, I, I want to say thank Dana, you. Did you say Dana Brooks? Dana White? <laughs> Dana White. Oh, my bad. I want to say Dana Brooks. I said Dana Brooks. I, I misspoke. Oh, can I say something? 
I like Dana Brooke better, but I'm only kidding. Yeah, Dana Brooke. Me too. You ain't lying. Roll Tide, as Jr. would say. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rat Boy, spit it out because I got more callers. All right, I'm just want to say thank you to Strobro. Give me that nice cool app called Reface. I love that app. Boy, I can do everybody now. Huh? You can do everybody. <laughs> TMI, Rat Boy. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Rat oh, It's been a pleasure, uh, brother. And one more thing. <laughs> y'all have a good thanks- Thanksgiving. Y'all have a good Thanksgiving. I know what he's going to say. I know what he's going to say. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. Hang it up. Hang it up. Rat Boy. Eat your sweet potato pie, baby. Hang up the phone, baby. Hang up the phone. Will it be finger licking good? Finger uh, licking good. As soon as I heard him come on the line, I knew it was coming. As soon as I saw him, he used to rap on the line. Here Me too. When he said that one more thing, I figured that's what it was. Uh, we're going to uh, plow yeah. along here because we still got we still got tour. We got Dustin. I'm going in order, guys, so hang tight. Uh, <laughs> Tora, you have a uh, you have a favorite Thanksgiving memory for wrestling? Um. No. <laughs> okay. You're the first one that didn't. Can I give you one? I'll give you one. I'll give you one, Tora. Okay. When I was a little kid and I was at my grandparents and they let me go to Blockbuster, or I guess it was West Coast Video, and I was allowed to rent any wrestling show that I wanted because my grandmother liked wrestling. She kind of got me into it. And uh, I picked out Survivor Series. I think it was from 1988, I believe it was, the second one. And they had the first match was like a tag team elimination match. Uh, And it was something like 10 on 10, which like baffled me that there were 20 people around the ring. And like, it was like basically single elimination. That's a Survivor Series memory, Tora. Was that the year they did the the Survivors like Battle Royal at the end? Uh, I don't remember. It might have been. <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long. I couldn't tell you. Oh, Sounds like bad oh, WCW oh, battle oh, right, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Tori, did you watch Survivor Series? Yeah. What'd you think? I think it, it sounds great. It sounds great. Uh, Tora, you should work for a dentist because you're like pulling teeth. Uh, hi, oh. <laughs> the, the great Gatsby is great, right, Tora? <laughs> oh, I love that. What sounded great about Survivor yeah. Series? <laughs> well, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but. Um, oh, I got you. I didn't either. I will. I would have I'm probably still about my WWE three shows behind. Okay. So what else is going on, Tori? Anything new? Sun much is waiting for Thursday. Me too. Yeah. What? What? What mm-hmm. are you eating on Thanksgiving? You having some sweet potato what you pie? You got cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm cooking on Thanksgiving. You making some collard greens? You're cooking? Yep. You got collard greens? Yep. <laughs> you got some yams? Yeah. 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 Stuffing. 
Some turkey greens. Mm. Yep. Yep. I got pies too. You do ham? Oh, mercy. Okay. You do ham? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You do venison? Venison. Ew. <laughs> We're going authentic here. Yep. Okay. Keeping it, keeping it true to the soil. I hate it, Brady. You, you do corn on the cob? <laughs> How come? How come for the Native American? I, 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 now, granted, I'm not much of like a history person, and really not much mm-hmm. of a science person. But like, if Native mm-hmm. Americans could enjoy corn on the cob at Thanksgiving, why is it no longer a seasonal vegetable available to us? That's a good question. Because mm. I love some corn on the cob. I got a shucker, Tora. I can I can oh, yeah. down like three cobs in like a minute with that shucker. What a shucker. <laughs> you, just, you just go right down the thing and it just sheds it off. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Tour, are you at the club? Bottle full of bub? Hey. Yeah. It sounds it's your birthday. Like, what's a ca- karaoke night? No, it's a jukebox. The jukebox. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. Jukebox. What, what's uh, what's playing? What's playing on the jukebox? Rap music. Rap you guys music. got, you guys got like, um, do you guys have like a guy like the Fonz that just comes in and like hits the top of it and it starts playing? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. All right. Can well, I come, Tora, can, I come to your, gr- can I come to your bar, Tora? Am I, am I, am I, am I would love to come to visit her. Tora, can we come visit you? I really want to come visit you at some point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I want to hear. Cool. Give, I want to hear. Give me the night by George Benison on that that, that jukebox too. <laughs> yeah, Do they have that song on there? Give me the night. Can I play that on the jukebox? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'm gonna be. Ah, kids love it. All right, Tora. Take care. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, Tora. Do you like the white meat or the dark meat better? Oh no! Like me? Oh, Tora. Me too. Oh, me too. I eat them both, but I like the white meat better. Good sandwich. It's so yeah. It's so dry. How do y'all like? It's so dry. I know. You know what? Yeah. I slather it with mayonnaise. Oh mayonnaise! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it on the sandwiches. You know, you get a little cranberry oh. sauce. You do the mayonnaise. Ah. Oh. Oh. I sometimes I don't even sit down and like have the platter. I'll just like make myself a sandwich and eat that. It's amazing. I, All right, Tori, take like, care. I put like <laughs> gravy on my turkey on the white meat when I have it, like at Thanksgiving. I do that to the sometimes. point when yeah, mm-hmm. I, oh, I yeah. had so much I had I had so much gravy on it. My grandfather was like, you know, he's country, so he calls me by my middle name. So he doesn't call us <laughs> by our first names. So I'm putting the gravy on it. And he goes, William, and I'm like, huh? And he's like, what did that turkey do to you? And I was like, nothing. He goes, well, the way you're drowning it, you're going to get three to five. Stop it. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> That's amazing. I, um, reminds me of like, uh, when I go to a steakhouse and I get it well done and put ketchup on it, you know, and then I got everybody you coming too? after me. Yeah, and my wife goes, the cook isn't going to like it. I don't care. I'm paying him to make it the way I want it. To make it the way I want it. <laughs> That's what I mean. If he don't like it, then all right. So then I'll, <laughs> I'll go to Outback. What do you want? Exactly. <laughs> you Give me a little 12 <laughs> 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 Oh, 
<laughs> a good twelve dollar steak. Texas Roadhouse, man, where they give you a bucket of peanuts, oh. eat the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> you guys are really making me hungry. Floor. Oh, and that bread yeah. with that with that garlic butter. Ooh. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way from uh, Texas. Not from a roadhouse, uh, but what's going on, Dustin? Um, actually, I'm in Orlando. Get it right, Brady. Oh, that's right. You're in Orlando. I forgot. My bad. No. Nah, home, home of the you, your, your exes are in Texas. Yeah, well, I, I haven't Orlando. watched almost, uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't watched WWE since, since, uh, since Hell in a Soil. Well, you're missing that's out, That's okay. It's almost a year. Nah. I thought yeah. we were talking about Seth Rollins like two weeks ago. I'm, I'm glad he's gone for four to six weeks. Oh, Hell in a Cell already passed. I'm sorry. I was thinking last year's Hell in a Cell. Okay, did I got you it. See, did you see Seth hates Matt Riddle so much, he refused to look at Matt Riddle. He was in the corner during the match. He just wouldn't Is that look true? Is that wow. true? He just, he just <laughs> looks forward the whole time. Why does he hate him? Um, apparently Matt's wife, who's like a fitness model, had yeah. said, had said, I think this is before, right before Matt got signed, his wife said that women in the WWE should do more squats um, because they're they're looking a little flabby. And the picture she used was of Becky Lynch. So, oh, oh crap. Okay. But I don't I, know how that's Why would you be mad at Matt Riddle? Like, yeah. We all, like, I mean, our... Yeah, my, my 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 woman says stuff sometimes. It's like why that that ain't on me. Yeah, mine's too. When they say you kind of just shrug your shoulders and go, "Hey, what do you want me to do?" Yeah. So you get that right, right Dustin? <laughs> I just haven't, I haven't watched anything since, since October. So. Well, do you know what I I gotta say? I think that Matt Riddle, um, is um, like. Like I, I think it's hilarious that so many people don't like him, and he still dresses like that and like acts like he's that. Like he care. really doesn't care, and I think he it's hilarious. I do. Yeah, he's, like, he's out there. Oh. He's out there wearing like friggin' like neon like spandex and like the the hat and the shoeless, and he's giving everybody nicknames and nobody likes. Him. I think he's amazing. I I really so, and I didn't care for him so much on the indies, but I love him in WWE. I had so oh, Vince, Vince loves him because he reminds him of like a young Shawn Michaels from like the early '90s, and I could see it. Uh-huh. Like his attitude, yeah. I definitely see some young because he looks high all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I always picture him like a like a mix of like Kurt Angle and RVD. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay, Birdie, go, go ahead, Don. Gad. Uh, what, is the, what, what, what did Braun Strowman do to get, to get suspended? Because I didn't, I haven't watched it since, since last October. How you know he got suspended? Wait, I, I didn't either. No. He, he well, I, well Adam I, I heard that he got suspended. What did, what did he do oh. to get suspended? That was a storyline. He attacked yeah. Adam Pierce. It's a, Adam Nia Jax attacked Pat Buck, and she was back in like two weeks. <laughs> so I wouldn't <laughs> worry about it too much. I'm not surprised. By the way, Adam Pierce is getting a lot of TV time now. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically they, become like the GM for both shows. Did they, they suddenly realize that they had like a like a, a legitimately like incredible wrestler who's like a former like multiple time NWA champion and could talk and can like did they just figure this out? <laughs> I think somebody did Vince McMahon not know who he was. Yeah, like he he what he wrestles where and. <laughs> 
And then he told him. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened. But, like Steve Carino, I'm sure he knew because of like ECW. But like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, he didn't know who Paul, who um, who who uh, Adam Pierce was. Luke Gallo oh, tells the story oh. that Vince didn't know he was um, what's the guy's name from from the biscuits and gravy guy. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Vince didn't know that was him. It was Festus. Ah. Yeah, Luke Gallo said Vince didn't know he was Festus, and he told Carl Anderson for the first year they were there, don't tell him that was me, because he might make me go back. <laughs> they kept it a secret from Vince for a year. He probably would have. <laughs> he probably would have. Yeah. Oh, I, I, go ahead. I, I did a convention oh, with yeah. him where he did three days, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Thursday, he was the fake cane. On Friday, he was like Big LG, and then on Saturday, he was Festus, and it was amazing. They had like a bell at ringside, and he would ding the bell, and then he'd do the Festus face and take a picture with somebody. Then he'd ding the bell and go back. That's a good, a good brother trying to get money, man. Good for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's always been able to reinvent himself. Go ahead. Um, I was wondering why I saw on Instagram that Drew McIntyre won the title back last week. Why would they do that and have Randy Hubs talk for three weeks and have Liz talk? I think that they – we were talking about this on the show. Uh, I think that they um, they wanted – they got hooked on the idea that Randy had to win a 14th title, even though it didn't really make sense at that point to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think they realized that they painted themselves into a corner with Survivor Series because they didn't want to do heel versus heel. It didn't make yeah. sense. So Drew McIntyre yeah. won the title back. Now – yeah. I don't know. The, the whole thing was kind of silly to me. The only thing I can say is when Randy won the title, he didn't pin Drew McIntyre, and he didn't make him submit, and he decisively did that to win it back. So it's almost like he doesn't lose face by losing the title for a couple weeks. Yeah, and then, I, you know, I think Vince, you know, nothing against Vince. You know, he's made my childhood. But if you, you see him in the ring, like he was in the <laughs> ring on Sunday, he looks every bit of crazy as the stories they tell about him nowadays. And I think he, he saw Drew in the ring with Roman last uh, last Friday, and he was like, God damn it, we we, we got to make this match. That, that, that's it. Look at him. It's money. <laughs> oh, it's you don't think you plan on doing that anyway? I, I, I don't know. I guess so. I, well, I, was having more I assume so. You might be right. Oh, yeah. Brady. But what were you saying? What were you saying? Go ahead. Um, Brady, do you think we're, we're going to get the Fane versus Randy Orton at TLC? Yes. Probably. Probably. He attacked him last. He attacked him last night. So yeah. 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 I, I would think so. I would think. I, I would think so. Uh, yeah. You think Drew McIntyre? I mean, you think Drew? You never know. But... You think Drew? Um, Brady, you think they might play Drew McIntyre in there, make a triple threat match? No, I think it'll be Drew versus Braun when Braun comes back. And, and then when Drew beats him, that'll be a real feather no. in his cap because a lot of people struggled to beat Braun Strowman when they were kind of establishing themselves. So I think yeah. it'll be really good for Drew. Um, Dustin, uh, I got one for you. I, did you know this? That I, I just heard this tonight. I had no idea that old people, when they grow old, the only thing on their body that continues to grow is their ears. Did you know this? No. <laughs> is that a Vince McMahon joke, sir? No, no, no. Well, I was going to say because it looks like Vince McMahon is going to fly away. Oh, see. Uh, Bernie, did you watch the Murphy and Seth Rollins match from Friday? Because that's the only match I saw. 
Uh, yeah, but you can't say you didn't watch it if you saw that on Friday. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying that, that's the first thing I've watched since October. So okay. You know? Well, it's only November. <laughs> what would make you think they're going to do Bray and Randy if you haven't been watching? Well, Instagram, I see things on Instagram from their WWE Instagram page. I see things where the fiends have been getting in Randy's head. I see where the fiends have been talking Randy. So I, I've seen things. I see things on Twitter about things. I got you. Oh. By the way, I got the, only you. Person, the only person I can see beating Drew for that title is Bobby Lashley. They, they've built up nobody else that can beat him other than Bobby Lashley. But Not on yeah. Raw. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dustin, did you think that Bray Wyatt was going to attack Nikki Cross when they had that stare down? Stare down? No. <laughs> I did. Could you, could you imagine? That's what it well, looks like. Um, Bertie, uh, do you think that's going to affect the ratings with Seth being off TV for four to six weeks? No. Oh no. No, no the it's, ratings it's are horrible. Anyway. It's good because uh, he, he gets away from Rey Mysterio for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think that storyline, uh, Bertie. I think that storyline's done because I heard that that Rey Mysterio beats Seth in a match, and that storyline's done. Yeah, it's over. By Dustin, the way, they had Dustin, to... this is W. This is WWE. Until Rey Mysterio has both of his eyes back, this ain't over. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy? I had forgot. <laughs> I had forgot why they were like feuding, and I'm like, why are they feuding? It had been so long, and my son reminded me it started when Rey Mysterio congratu- congratulated Seth Rollins on becoming a father. <laughs> That's mm. when it started. Is that really how it started? Day. Yeah, he congratulated the backstage. <laughs> I bet he's regretting that one. Uh, Bernie, I got one more question to ask before I go. Okay. Um, what do you think of the the, the Murphy and Elias uh, storyline that's going on? What do you think about that? I mean, we've seen it done a million times. I don't have any problem with it. I, I know some people were annoyed because Aaliyah's a lot younger. Um. I'm far more bothered that they actually have a wrestler on the roster called Aaliyah, and now she's going to have to get change her name if she gets called up. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that sucks. Can you imagine? I don't even know if she's been on TV since they actually you started using Aaliyah Mysterio. She has it. Oh, losing your name because Ray's daughter came in. That's terrible. Right. Like Who's like what, like 18? <laughs> like Diet Dijakovic had to become T Bar because they had Dominic. Oh, that's right. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, is that why they had to do that? Oh, that's funny. I imagine that's why. Oh. That's terrible. Uh, Brady, which which show <laughs> like was Rhea show up on Raw or SmackDown? <laughs> Rhea. Yeah, Raw or SmackDown. I mean, if she's smart, she'll stay on NXT. I uh, damn right. Like Mercedes Martinez, Martinez realized after being on the main roster for like a month. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I guess I would put her on. Um, I don't know. I guess Raw doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Unless she, unless, unless she, if she's on Raw, then at least like she can. Well, Natalia's on SmackDown, isn't she? She'll probably go to SmackDown. Yeah. I think they tend to bring well, the women in to SmackDown when they bring them in, and then when they get over, they move them over to Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, like, I'm Brady, sure that they thought they that put... with Chelsea Green. Yeah. Um, Brady, no, I think yeah. if they move Ripley... 
Go ahead. Go ahead. If they know Rhea Ripley's going to make roster, I think they're going to ruin her career. Why? Okay, well, why do you think that? Well, because almost every, every NXT superstar has been almost been moved up to the main roster, and they've had their had their career ruined. They ruined that Bianca Belair so far, right? She's been ruined. Oh, she's only one so far I've seen that's not had her career ruined right by the main what roster. About, and, what about Elias? Elias couldn't even get on NXT TV. Now he's always on Raw or SmackDown, so he's done pretty well for himself. Okay, you know, they, need to get, they, they, need, they need to get back to having the, the, the women's title on all three shows, whoever yeah, the champion is. Because, yeah, like, you've got a lot of these women that are just aren't getting used. Imagine Bianca Belair and Naomi as a tag team. How amazing that would I be. Know. I know. Or even if you take, like, well, they fired her now, but I would have put the belts on Deanna De- De- uh, Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. I would have made them a team and had them flow through all three shows, just having great tag That would have been great. On every show. And it would have been a great way to oh. introduce them to the main roster so that when they're ready to actually get called up, they would have been so. Yep. Um, uh, Brady, I got one more thing yeah, to one, before I get off Yeah, here. one more, then I gotta let you go. Um, I saw on Instagram that it's gonna be AJ Styles and Matt Riddle and Keith Lee next week for the for the WWE Championship. Who do you think's gonna win that match? I think Braun's gonna interfere somehow, and he's gonna yeah. I think Braun's gonna get involved, or they'll insert him at the last minute. Yeah, that's what I think yeah. is gonna happen. Oh, okay, well yeah, that's good. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Take care, brother. How's that Orlando weather looking tonight? Good? All right. Rainy. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we don't need to look on the app for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, I thought Survivor Series was okay. Um, My problem is, and I've been saying this for years, um, WWE from when I was younger... Everything they did felt memorable. Like, I still remember almost everything that they did. Mm-hmm. And now I have a hard time sometimes remembering, like, who the Intercontinental Champion is. Like, I just, I, I nothing is, nothing is, like, worth remembering, you know? Like, I, I don't remember what the, what the main event, I forgot that we had a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view last month. Like, I, I forgot that. It's because it's, I maybe, don't know, everything is like throwaway. It's, and it's so much, like, time. Like, even when they had Raw and SmackDown, it was Raw was two hours, SmackDown was two hours, but it wasn't a pay-per-view all the time, so everything mattered. Um, if you go back to the 90s, all they had was Raw and Superstars. So everything, every time they did something, it meant something, and it stuck with you. Now things happen, and they forget about it <laughs> the next week. Um, I almost like, ret- I almost wish they would yeah sorry no I was gonna say like last week they had Retribution beat Team Raw right yeah this week on Raw they had Team Raw sweep SmackDown and they tell all the guys on Team Raw well you guys did such a good job we're gonna give you opportunity to be world champion well they just lost the week before the Retribution and then Retribution wasn't yeah. on the show so it's like well, what right. the hell is the point yeah it's yeah it, a lot of Jumps in logic. I yeah, I'm 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 not on board with that. It, it, it oh. seems like the only thing that's consistent is Roman Reigns, and that's because Vince has nothing to do with it. You know, I I think I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world 
if they lost their television deals and they had to move all three shows to the network and cut each one down to an hour, I think it would yeah. be so much better. Um, there would be a lot of layoffs and like a lot of talent going to other companies and stuff like that. But I think in the long run, I think it would make the company so much healthier. I think it would make the network so much healthier. Um, you're not even talking about monthly pay-per-views anymore. Now, like, you've essentially got three pay-per-views a week with the three mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. Because they're all so long. Yeah, I, it's it's too much. And it's I know, too much. I know they were saying Vince was worried about talent, you know, going to AEW and this and that, but it's going to get to the point where AEW is going to have too many people for one uh, uh, a two-week show once a week. I mean, two-hour show once a week. So if you have to cut some bait, you know, to help your own product, just do it, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's just they, it's so much. They didn't sign everybody from the photos in April. They only signed, what, two people? Yeah. And now they're bringing well, three, in, like, I guess, all these count revival. And then I saw that yeah. Triple H wants to bring in another NXT show to help people in NXT because they signed all these people from Evolve that they just have sitting there that aren't like Joe Gacy and all these guys who aren't doing anything yet, and he can't yeah. put them on NXT because he doesn't have enough time. By the way, kudos to Anthony Green. Uh, they, he's quickly found like kind of a, oh. a niche on NXT. Um, yeah, really I, August like Gray, I think he's going by now. Um, yeah, they must really like him. Very talented kid. I figured they would because he's a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I hope I I'm sure he's already kind of it seems like they're going with Thatcher versus Tommaso, but I hope that they don't stop using him now just because of that. You know, I I hope yeah. that he continues to like mess around with Thatcher because I think it'd be really and it, good. Yeah, and the good thing is he's on TV, so that's good. So he has the exposure now. Which is good, especially yeah. in NXT, because it's like once you get your face on NXT, it really don't really take you off of it. So, good for him. Now, is like two hundred five live? Is that part of NXT? I haven't watched that show in forever. <laughs> My son watches it, which is funny, but they treat <laughs> it they treat it like you know how AEW has uh, what's that show AEW Dark. So if you're not yeah. on Dynamite, so they kind of treat it like that for NXT where they'll have guys wrestling on 205 if they're not on NXT. Okay, so. so it's almost a whole different roster. Yeah, and I think they just call guys over when they want to to NXT when they need them. Like Anthony That's Green. interesting. That's interesting because it seemed like for a while like they were going to be their own brand anyway, so that's cool. Yeah. I wonder if they'll... Um, now that like the UK ban is like kind of going away, I wonder if like they'll uh, they'll unify the cruiserweight titles again. And they, uh, they, I watch NXT and I enjoy it, but they don't have enough star power to combat like a Jericho and those guys. They need some more star power on uh, on NXT too. I'm yeah. surprised they, well, they lost some of the guys. They lost it. Yeah. It's yeah, almost like they like, conceded that they're not going to beat AEW, and now they just want to build up the guys that they have on there. Yeah, and like for the long run, which I guess makes sense because if you look at AEW, um, the Jerichos and the the Moxleys won't be around 
much yeah. longer. And it's funny because I just saw today two things happened. First, John Moxley was on his wife's podcast, and he mentioned he's <laughs> going to have to re he's going to have to reevaluate what he wants to do in wrestling because he said, you know, I'm doing all these 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 hardcore matches and AEW, and I'm, I'm getting older and my body's breaking. He's just realizing that, <laughs> yeah, right? And it's funny. And after he says that, WWE files a trademark for Dean Ambrose, and I was like, huh? Well, they're not they're not filing that trademark for no reason. So who no. knows? Maybe he leaves. Well, maybe he leaves. They have to replace him on AEW. So we'll see. Maybe maybe he needs to start making some real money now that uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now that now that he's gonna yeah. he has a kid eating for three yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. Dude, and, beating and three. If Vince, if Vince calls you and goes, "Hey, look, I want you to work a hundred days for however many million. I don't care how much you hate it. If you got a wife at home and a kid. It's kind of yeah. hard to turn those deals down when you got a wife at home who's pregnant or feeding." There's a your NXT star right there. Yep. You know that's what that's they do yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man. Well, listen, I, I, I definitely interesting. I, I caught some of Survivor Series, but I, I plan on finishing it this week. But what I've seen is amazing, and from what I hear, uh, just truly historic. Some of the stuff, definitely Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, worth checking out. The Undertaker retirement. Uh, you guys need to go check out Survivor Series this week. Uh, Derek, did you have anything that you wanted to plug for this week before we get out of here? Um, I don't, but. Um, my my son has been getting on my damn nerves about he wants to start <laughs> he wants to start like a a Twitch channel, which I know nothing about. I know what Twitch is, but I don't know how to start a channel. <laughs> but what he wants to do is he wants to sit down and watch old wrestling shows with me, and he wants me to to get his reaction. So like we'd sit down and we'd watch like a random WWF superstars from like 1993, and he just wants to watch it. And, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and I was like, well, if you set it up, I'll do it. So uh, yeah. we're in the process of thinking that up now. And uh, when I have details, I'll let everybody know. Yeah. Well, if you guys need a home on VOC Nation, I'm sure we could definitely air them. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll love that. <laughs> That'd be yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll talk. We'll talk for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stro, well, uh, tell the people, the good people listening at home, uh where they can find you and what you got going on this week. Well, this uh, Thursday night, as a continuation of tonight, celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving special on WCW Retro at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then this Friday night at midnight, uh, the Stro Zone featuring Earth versus the Spider on my Facebook page, <laughs> facebook.com slash Maestro. So please tune in. Yes, definitely. Uh, everybody, please tune in. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to In the Room tonight. We had a truly great time talking with you guys, and it was great to talk to some of the old listeners that haven't called in in a while. So thank you for that. Thank you to Kevin Sullivan for spending the time with us here tonight. Uh, I don't have a guest to announce for next week yet. Uh, we're still working on some stuff, or, or maybe DC Drake will be ready. I'm not sure, but... Uh, stay tuned to, uh, to my social media and uh, we'll be sure to let you guys know when we get a little bit closer to that uh, in particular the Facebook I don't go on Twitter as much so uh, be sure to check that out uh, thank you to all the callers thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for Kathy Stroh, Derek, Matt, Ray uh, everybody thank you so much for the time uh, I will be at ECWA in December I believe it's December 5th 
in Morganville, New Jersey at the Jersey Dugout, provided that the uh, show was able to run. Uh, so everybody, be sure to check out ECWAWrestling.com for tickets and information on that. Uh, that's going to do it for today. Everybody, uh, be safe, be good to each other. Oh, and don't forget to check out the other great stuff on VOCNation.com. The uh, streamlined, revamped lineup. Just go to the new VOCNation.com and check it out today. Uh, lots of great stuff. And by the way, it's SSL Secure now. Whatever the hell that means. I don't even know, Stro, but they told me that we had to make the site secure. And it's secure now. I guess that means we're not stealing your information when you go to download a show. I have no idea. But they say it's safe now, so uh, I couldn't be happier. Everybody, be sure to check out VOCNation.com. Tomorrow night, we're going to have brand new episodes of Stadium Journey and uh, Wrestling with History and Shelly Live. Thursday, a new live edition of WCW Retro, in addition to HIAC and uh, Talking Sass and all that great stuff. And lots of great stuff all weekend as well. Be sure to check it all out on VOCNation.com. Everybody, take care. Be good to each other. Have a happy, blessed, safe Thanksgiving. And I'll talk to you guys real soon. Love you all. Bye-bye.